What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. This is an Extra 106.3 podcast. To hear more live and local content like this, tune into 106.3 FM or download the Extra 106.3 app. Uh, look out, baby. It's only me. It's only the Kimber, baby. 106.3 on Valentine's Day with Pete Davis. A sidekick producer and flounder. On Valentine's Day. I'm totally melancholy today, but since 5.15 this morning. And it's a bizarre, just a bizarre (laughs) situation. (laughs) I'm going nuts, I tell you, I'm going nuts. 303. Anyway, how you doing? It's only me, it's only Kimmer. Valentine's Day, and by the way, I say this with all seriousness, if you would like us to help like me, because everybody else is laughing at me. If you would like me personally uh, to help you wish a happy Valentine's Day to someone who maybe is not returning your calls or something, I'll be happy to try to pull that off for you. Or if you would like to call us, with, we love phone calls. And again, you know, that our society these days is not a phone call uh, society. We just, uh, people don't call. Hell, even on our national show, how many calls have they taken three hours? Maybe three I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I mean, honestly, it's just a whole new thing. So that's fine. You know, we have YouTube and all, we have texting and all that stuff. Uh, but if you'd like to call and if you have a poem for us or a wish for your loved one who might be listening, uh, we would love to pass it along. So call us and we'll and, and say you give your poem and, and uh, your thoughts about Valentine's Day and uh, what it means to you. What are you doing? And by the way, ladies, maybe you can uh, tell us if this is one of your least disappointing days because uh, normally they're all. Well, you know, they were actually making a point earlier that uh, Valentine's Day is what uh, Valentine's Day and Mother's Day uh, and your anniversary are, are three days where you better get it right. And, and, and guys are in trouble because we don't know what we don't really don't know how to handle those three days. Me, especially Valentine's Day and stuff like that. So anyway, uh, if you have any tips or if you <laughs> want to share some uh, one of your minor disappointments that are better than the other disappointments on how we failed you, uh, we would love to hear those too. Anyway, Pete Davis, what's new in the mountains of Macon? Now? What's going on up there? Say? I have a poem that will cheer you up right I, now. Well, I, oh, and we'll, well, I can't wait. You want to do it now? I, I, let's sit, yes. Uh, oh, we're ready. Valentine's Day from Pete Davis. <laughs> An oldie but goodie. Mm. Roses are red, mm. violets are blue mm. i've got a knife get in the van all right now that has been one of my favorites in years past i've had those printed up many times uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh for example uh enough flounder do you have a favorite to uh, valentine's poem have you uh, written something special to uh, miss veronica kind of a deal or, uh, <laughs> you know 
He's refusing to talk. It's incredible. Oh, there, sorry. Oh, there we are. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm not big on poems, but I did get yeah. some roses, and they're at the house with a nice card. Okay. Now, I tried to give you advice on the la- like a Christmas time for a present idea. You I know did. What? I used that. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, my God. Well, It's I, hanging I, up on our wall. Oh, my God. And uh, how together? To, how'd it go over? She liked it. I'll bet she had. She, she was, loved it. Well, there you are. I gave you credit. Oh, you did? Oh, well, that's too bad. I should have kept it a secret. Yeah. I would never tell on you. Well, I, well, should we want to tell them what it is now that it's out? Yeah, it's, so Kimmer had the idea of getting the menu at the first restaurant we had a date at. And getting, and then, and then, well, you know, oh my God, Pete Davis is going, Bleh. what are you talking about? <laughs> That's one of the great ideas you of all cheap. time. You ch- well, that doesn't mean that's the only thing you can... Oh, my God, you're such an a-hole. A- a- I've never seen anything like this in my life. What a great idea. And, you know, the you know the steak was on the menu, but you were in my heart kind of... I mean, my God, it just... I mean, that's the kind of thing a girl will never forget. Oh, God. Well, hell, she's got to hang it on the wall. Oh. Well, there you are. <laughs> of course, it, you know, it didn't work for me, but I'm glad it worked for Flounder. <laughs> I had a million ideas like that. Again, one of my favorites was writing little love notes and putting them in her dresser drawer or in her sock drawer or panties or, I mean, or on the mirror when she wakes up and just, you know, say, boy, when I get home tonight, you're going, you know, I mean, just whatever, just so that she gets kind of surprised, opens the drawer to get a, a, a spoon for a morning coffee and there's a note in there, you know, warning her what you're about to do to her. I mean, whatever, you know, I just, you know, how much you love her and uh, I, can't, I can't wait to see. I mean, just little things. Uh, but remember, if you give her, let's say if you leave 10 one year, make sure you leave at least 10 the next year because if you leave fewer, she's going to remember the count. Uh, <laughs> Which means you love her less than you did the year before. So, so you got to be, you know, like I say, when you, know, you try to make sure this is not one of those disappointing results of your special day. <laughs> God. Anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, 308-308, how you doing? Here's the number, 404. Oh my, I got my e-pad. By the way, there's a lot of breaking news, but I don't even... I don't even care about it, although I'm so upset about the one breaking news thing that broke last night. And this uh, this intelligence uh, 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 complaint about possible national security threat, we'll get to that here in a second, too. I don't think it's – I'm not sure what the deal is on that. But the thing that bothers me, that hit me the most, was this business of what the CIA did long before we thought so in the uh, Donald Trump and the scandal and the investigation. We'll get to that. And a, a Substack has got it right again like they did with the whistleblowers on the Hunter Biden laptop. Anyway, okay, we'll get to that first. Uh, but uh, 404-741-1230, 741-1230. And uh, so if you want to join us on that, we'll be, uh, we, we would love to have you. We also have, uh, there's a little article here that interviewed a couple of couples who have been married for more than 50 years. And they share some ideas of uh, what you maybe not be aware of in terms of starting a relationship that might end up more than you perhaps expected. Uh, their first uh, um, the thing, piece of suggestion advice is one, don't get stuck in a box of your type. For example, this guy said he was a nerd when he met his future wife, but she still took a chance on him, and they got to know each other, and so he was afraid that maybe she wouldn't like him because he was sort of in a box like a nerd. And don't be afraid to be yourself, and uh, things will happen. So anyway, that's a little silly. That's not going to work. It's not going to do it. But anyway, (laughs) what do I know? I'm the same guy. I walk in every night. I get into my garage, and of course it's dark when I get home. By the time I get home, it's dark. I mean, I never turn on the light when I get. I go in the garage, and I and I get out of the car. Of course, the headlights are on. I go in the, through the, uh, the, ba- the garage is opening into my storage area where all my junk is from my uh, storage unit because it was getting so stupidly expensive. Uh, so I, so I, but I keep it in the dark. 
Because I know how to wind my way through it because I've you know, lived there for 10 years. Anyway, so I wind my way through there, and I get to the bottom of the stairs to go upstairs and say, Honey, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> Every night. <laughs> I, I'm going to cry now. That just makes me cry. <laughs> well, in fact, you know what I'm going to do? And we have fun, uh, call, uh, I'll give you that call hold for a second. I want to do uh, uh, this was so sweet. Uh, I mentioned yesterday, i got to get to my message thing here on my phone. I mentioned yesterday that, uh, I, I won't give her name because she probably has a boyfriend and she's probably too classy to be linked with a Kimmer publicly. Uh, but she was the one who uh, messaged me about whether this polling contest was really a thing. Uh, she said, Pete's reaction makes me think it's not real. Sorry to pester you with message, da 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 And... And I was mentioning this. Uh, she reacted when I said, girlfriends are like chew toys. If you nibble them just right, they squeak. And she, and she kind of wrote back and said it was kind of funny and she didn't mean to be kinky, da-da-da-da-da. Now she said, uh, I wrote a stupid limerick poem thing for Valentine's Day. Uh, when you first mentioned it, I'll send it at the very least. I hope it makes you smile. And then I remember I made this point. She said, I, at the least, I hope it makes you smile. Pause a few minutes later. In fact, not at least. That's really my only goal with a stupid limerick. That's my only goal. <laughs> she was afraid that I was hoping for more than just a smile from her. She was afraid that I think she was hitting on me. See what I mean? And again, I learned a lesson about this down in Florida when I was retired. I heard I, I learned a real bad, hard, heartbreaking lesson about you know thinking things that aren't real. Uh, so and so I thought that I got such a kick out of that poor thing. She was afraid that I would think she was hitting on me, and she said, "No, no." Was just to get a smile. Da, 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 da. Well, anyway, here we go. Here's her poem. And let's see. Oh, yeah. Here's her poem. And I won't give her name. But this kind of sets everything, uh, uh, gives kind of perspective to the Kimmer's Valentine today. And I hope you enjoy it because I'm, I'm impressed with her writing. Here we go. <clears throat> Say it. Shut up. The Kimmer is asking for poems to celebrate Valentine's Day. He wants to relive the good times when romance came easy his way. He yearns for the days of long, long past when a wife did love him true and everything was beautiful. Oh, what's a poor Kimmer to do? So he pines for the stories of lovers, whether yours or Taylor Swift's, to feel the full rush of emotions that make his clogged heart race and shift. But silly old Kimmer doesn't get it. Love isn't outside of his reach. Because he has so many great aspects for which women like me often preach. We quietly manage our crushes while listening every day, unable to voice our affections because our ages have gotten in the way. Kimmer is not lacking women. He simply can't see what has sprung. We're not in the right generation. It's just that we're simply too young. <laughs> so keep your head up, Mr. Kimmer. Your time, <laughs> your time will assuredly come. You'll find magic and romance and love with such beauty to strike you quite dumb. With the numbers of us that are out here, your chances are really quite great to find one that's of the right age you would choose to have for your mate. Your time in the sun isn't over. There are many great women of gray. So sit back and live through the stories you collect on this Valentine's Day. Was <laughs> that so sweet or what? <laughs> It was it's sweet. A, yeah, the problem is not it's not that I'm too old. It's just all the women in the world are too freaking young. So <laughs> anyway, I think we go. Anyway, we got phone calls via stuff. Flounder's funny. Pete's tweets. We got actual news and uh, Valentine's stuff and whatever you. I'm mean, really just have fun. Let's do. What, let's have a good time. What are you doing for Valentine's Day? Are you having a happy day? Uh, share your stories. We'd love to hear your stories. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, three th uh, thirteen on one zero six three. Happy Valentine's Day.
says happy Valentine's Day better than Black Sabbath. Eh? <laughs> Get in the van, you dirty rotten snake. I'm taking you now, and here come my buddies. I don't... <laughs> Look out. Yeah, boy. How's it going? It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Pete and Flounder all aboard here. 319. And on this day in 2005, does, is my voice sounding very deep today for some reason? Uh, maybe it's just the headphones or something. Uh, Karangi Magazine, is that, am I doing that right? Karang Magazine announced the results of its reader's poll in 2005 for best British rock albums ever. The top ten, well, I'll go backwards. Uh, the top ten were Manic Street Preachers, the Holy Bible, Nine Iron Maiden something, number eight, Queen's Sheer Heart Attack, number seven, The Clash's London Calling, the sixth best, he's got to find it, sixth best British rock album of all time was Muse's Absolution. Number five best of all time, Black Sabbath Paranoid. Number four, Led Zeppelin Four. The number three best British thing of all, of all time, where the hell do they get? Uh, let's see, one, two, where the hell's three? It's, oh my God, it, it says, well, number two, Iron Maiden's Number of the Beast. And then it says, Sex Pistols, Never Mind the Bollocks. I guess that means number three. They left out the number three. So I guess number three is Sex Pistols, Never Mind the Bollocks. Number two, Iron Maiden. Number one. No Beatles. No Beatles. Number one, Black Sabbath's Black Sabbath. No Beatles in the top ten best British rock albums of all time in 2005. They didn't remember the freaking Beatles or the Stones. That's the worst list. There's no That's Rolling the Stones. <laughs> How the hell could they not have the Rolling fingers. Stones and the Beatles? My God. <laughs> and there's probably is three it, or four it, others off the top of your head. Well, is you've it been for named. rock or heavy metal? I, well, it's, it's, it's Kerrang! Yeah. magazine. So K-E-R-R-A-N-G. Right, but are they... Be, uh, it's, it says Reader's Poll for Best British Rock Albums Ever. So I was going to say, if heavy metal, must, I can understand yeah, Stones no, and Beatles no, it just not being says, on there, but no, it's not. It, just it says, says rock. Best British Ever. That's the uh, damnedest thing I ever saw. Yeah. Uh, 321. I, I'll get to the program here in a second, I promise you. Uh, birthdays list include, I think I know this guy, Enrico Colantone. He's 61. The bald criminal mastermind Elias on Person of Interest. Uh, remember, that was a good uh, series. The bald photographer Elliot on Just Shoot Me. Veronica's bald dad on Veronica Mars. Uh, Methazar, I think it is, in the brilliant Star Trek spoof Galaxy Quest, it says here. And the bald time-traveling villain on Eric McCormick's Netflix series Travelers. Enrico Colantoni, 61. Uh, that guy there. Okay. And let's see, a historical note here today. Well, what would be better? Valentine's Day, 1929. Yes, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Al Capone's hitmen, two of whom were dressed, uh, dressed in police uniforms, walked into a Chicago garage owned by rival gang leader Bugs Moran, lined up seven of his boys against a brick wall, and machine gunned them. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah. Uh, 322. Yeah. Where's your guy now, Moses? Yeah. Uh, we got a couple of phone calls. First of all, quick, just very quickly, I got right to the phones because that's our priority always. Uh, 74, well, 404-741-1230. I got a It's a beautiful card here. And it's handwritten. I'll show it to the YouTube. It's a handwritten folded card uh, with a, with red big ink. It says, Dear Kim, it's got a big heart on it. You are the one, dot, dot, dot. I have another big heart. And down below, open it up. And, oh, wait a minute. I open it up, and it's got a, a Face mask, and it's with a heart. It says, "You should still be wearing a mask." Love the rhino. 
No, I'm not sure what he means by that. To cover up my ugly face or, or because I'm sneezing in the studio. I want, and now, on the other hand, I will say this, and this is pretty, maybe this might be it, I don't know. On this chair, again, I, there's only one chair that I like in this stupid studio. Most of them are just horrible. They have they lean the wrong way, and they're just, they're just, I don't like them. So there's one I use. And today I noticed when I came in here, there's a little, like, a smear of what looks like an Oreo cookie. <laughs> the white uh, part of an Oreo cookie. I, I use a vanilla Oreo Uh-oh. cookie. So, no, it looked like a cookie crumb that had been through. So I, I washed the whole thing off. So if that was what he's complaining about, I took care of it. I don't I have no idea. Anyway, thank you, Rhino. And a quick uh, quick poem. We'll get right to our phones here with poems and stuff. A uh, quick poem here from Jason. And it says, roses are red, violets are blue. I'm allergic to flowers at you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sir? Well, we have uh, several more examples. All right, to the phones, to the phones. First of all, here's John on uh, 106.3. Happy Valentine's Day. John, how's it going? What's up? Oh, How you doing, buddy? Yes, yes sir. This is, uh, this is your old uh, Air Force uh, road guard. Guy. Yeah, hey, hey, John. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, delivering my uh, dozen roses to my daughter this morning for Valentine's, she pointed out to me that there are no Valentines in the stores for dads. Right, I can see one that. herself. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. And again, uh, uh, most most holidays are for girls. They make they make you have a Father's Day. I well, I shouldn't say. Are we getting a, a funny feedback? Yeah, I guess yeah he we, needs to turn his radio yeah, off. Yeah, your, ra- your radio's on there, John. So when oh, you're talking, hello. and I talk, and we talk, and I talk, and see, we're double talking. There's no good. <laughs> hello, hello. Yeah, there you go. Uh, 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 most holidays are for girls, and they, they make uh, have a holiday for guys, Father's Day, which, you know, I think is kind of silly. But um, And I, I mean, it makes me awkward and fun. Yeah, we just guys don't like that. We're, we just don't. We're not that way. You know, we're not. We don't need that kind of stuff. So anyway, um, uh, and who's uh, we have a uh, hold on. We got uh, Trucker Bill. Bill's on the line. Hello, Trucker Bill. You're on the radio. Happy Valentine's, uh, Valentine's Day. What's up, man? Hey, same to you, Kimmer. I don't know if you remember. The last time I talked to you was back at the last days of the last show. I told you to pull in the garage in that super hot car and start the engine and pull the door down. Then you call me a bastard. <laughs> I get a kick out of that. Hey, I saved it on my phone. Listen to it every once in a while. Hey, uh, I'm on the road today, but I'll be home tonight. But I sent my wife a, a poem this morning, uh, and I was going to share it with you. Please do. We'd love to hear it. Uh, okay, it's simple. Roses are red, violets are blue. How about you get naked and I'll get to know you? Ho, hey, hi ho. Whoopsie Nancy, one of the best kind. Uh, be careful out there, Trucker Bill. There's a lot of weirdos mm. on the highway there. Anyway, uh, 325, Kevin Pete and Flounder, 404 741 What do we have? Uh, another uh, call ready to go there, Flounder? Okay. Do we know who this is? Hmm. All right, hold on. I'm sorry. He's, he's getting ready. I, it's hard to see in there, and he's trying to get the phone. Again, Flounder does like nine things at one time in there. So if, if we have a little, uh, you know, 20-second delay, don't worry about it. Hmm. Um, bum, bum, bum. Oh, in fact, I got a message, another Valentine's message from uh, Donnie. And it says, Valentine's message for my sweetie. Could you wish my wife, Julie, a very happy Valentine's Day, please? She's my best friend and soulmate. She loves your show, Kimmer, but she's very worried that you are going to get your heart broken with Taylor and Kelsey, so go easy. (laughs) I might. Uh, Kimmer, my wife, Julie, and I have listened to you since the 90s. We make it part of our daily routine to go out to the shop at 3 o'clock and piddle around and listen to you and Pete and Flounder. We love you guys and are so happy you're back on the air. We listened and supported the podcast, but this is so much better. I remember that, too, Don. 
Donnie, by the way. Uh, this is so much better. Thanks for all you do, Donnie. And uh, I won't mention his last name, but it starts with L. He's a great guy. I'm going to write the note down here because I'm going to read this again later. Uh, th- I hope she heard it there, Donnie. If she, I'm going to read it later on in case she's not listening. Um, and um, I'll do one more. Uh, do we have our phone ready to go there, Flounder? How yes, we, we have Greg, and he has a Valentine's Day story to share. Excellent. Greg, you're on the radio. Welcome aboard. What do you have for us, sir? Hey, hey Kim, our pleasure to talk to you. I love the show. Thanks. Appreciate it. Hey, listen, I just wanted to share just a quick moment. Um, met somebody a few years ago, and uh, the, the lady literally turned my life upside down. And I never had a chance to thank her and just to express how much she meant to me. We parted ways over the years, uh, and I just wanted to reach out and uh, put it over the airways, how important she meant to me. And uh, pray the day that I could bump into her again be amazing. Well, now, do you want to give her name, or do you want to? Uh, do you have a way of contacting her by chance, or is it just hoping she may be a listener? Or do you have any idea if she's around the area? Well, I don't know if she listens to the radio. She's uh, incredibly successful and professional, probably busy at work. But her first name is Olga. And Olga. she lives in the Marietta area and uh, had a chance to run into her on a, on a business level. And she just uh, impressed me so much and uh, just really, really regret, regret letting that relationship kind of fall through the cracks. Okay. Incredible and, and give me your first name again. It's Greg. Greg, okay. I, I, I broke down here and I, <laughs> I can't read my own writing. I thought, what the hell have I done? Sorry, Greg. Around, I remember. Boat. You and I are in the same age bracket and we tend to do the similar things. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> well, listen, Greg. Oh, so now, if anybody knows Olga in the Marriott area, you want to, is she, uh, uh, she's a business, a successful businesswoman. And, she's uh, incredible. A heart of gold. Uh, and just, uh, she really took the time to get to know me. And uh, quite honestly, Kimmer, it's one of those moments where you fall in love even before you meet her. And just our conversations were priceless. And, um, and what happened? I don't know if Did... I'll ever find love again, but she was amazing. Well, no, I, and I don't want to get too personal. I certainly don't want to get you upset or anything. But hey, w- was this actually a relationship that sort of ended? Or did, did, did one of you move? Or what happened? Or would yeah, you rather not say? It ended. I was, I was actually in a position to go overseas. Hmm. And uh, she, uh, you know, truth be told, she worked for one of the major property management yeah. teams here in Atlanta. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we got to know each other over the phone before we met. And before I was supposed to go overseas, I ran into my first heart attack. Oh, my. Yeah, and I've had three since <laughs> in the last four years. Wow. Plus a stroke. So health has kind of deteriorated, but she has left me with some amazing memories. Well, and Greg, that is priceless. I'll tell you, Greg, if anybody knows Olga, professional in the Marietta area, who uh, may have known a guy named Greg, who uh, well, in a special situation <laughs> here, let her know that uh, he was thinking of her and uh, she's still in his heart. And on Valentine's Day, uh, I think he wants to say, I love you, Olga, and I miss you. You better believe it, Kimmer. Appreciate it so much, my friend. Greg, have a great day, my friend. Good luck to you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Three twenty nine. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. It's amazing. He says he's had like four heart attacks and a stroke, yeah. and yet he still sounds younger than you. <laughs> Thank you. You know, the freaking morning boys was pretty funny. But Ryan, you know, talking about Valentine's Day, he says, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get a picture later on. Uh, really, yeah, later on of the Kimmer uh, with a hood over his head with the soup for one. You know, <laughs> yeah, I've already made my reservation. <laughs> They've got a table for me in the back. <laughs> I have a little bowl and it says the Kimmer on it. Happy house. Valentine's Day. Every freaking year I go there. <laughs> oh, here he comes." <laughs> Turn out the lights. Three <laughs> thirty, Valentine's Day. All right, with a giver feet and flounder. Oh, look out! Look 
Yeah, hear the Beatles. Heavy metal Beatles. That was on this day, 2003. Stolen reel to reel studio recordings by the Beatles were found in Australia. They got the tapes of the band's 1968 The White album and the Abbey Road album after they were advertised for sale in a Sydney newspaper. Oh my God, who would steal the studio recordings of the Beatles and advertise it for sale? Oh yeah, I'll meet you behind the Walmart at 3 in the morning. How about that? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, police were tipped off by the British detectives from Operation uh, Ace Tone. Uh, an investigation into thefts of original is what is it? As oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was. I can't see. My eyes are going. Uh, Operation Acetone Ace Tone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a, somebody once read uh, a news story of somebody under me working for me as a news director, and the the, the word was sawed off shotgun. But the problem was that the, it was hyphenated at the end of a sentence, so it's S A W dash E D shotgun. And she read uh, the sweet off shotgun and. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, uh, the investigation into thefts of original Beatles music from Abbey Road Studios in the 60s, and they caught some in nineteen or in 2003. I think I might have said five, 2003. I get my eye. That's the next thing to go. I got my ears fixed. Now I got to get my eyes fixed up again. One, my one eye is going a little funny. Uh, although, you know, for, I, mean, I don't wear glasses. I wear, I, and I bear, I do uh, once in a while wear reading glasses. But after I had my uh, uh, my cataracts taken out, my I stopped using them for the newspaper. Even. Anyway, uh, let's see. Well, let's see. Time is changing. Uh, we got an update story coming up here. A uh, quick uh, birthday note. Pat O'Brien. Remember that name? I'll bet Pete. Uh, you ever heard of him or founder? Ever heard of Pat O'Brien? Yes. TV personality. Mm-hmm. And Pete Davis, I know you know the guy. He was uh, he was heavily into sports for a long time and then became, I think they gave him his own show and he was uh, uh, basically a TV personality, Access Hollywood. Pat O'Brien, 76. He was the host who killed his career with booze and some really nasty voicemails that went public. And I forgot what they were. Was it to a girlfriend? Do you remember, Pete? I think so. And it was just horrible was stuff. Long. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, that was uh, some time ago. Uh, uh, Pat O'Brien is 76 today. In 2014, though, he told Oprah in an interview he didn't even remember doing the voicemail. So he was a wreck for for many years. I hope he's cleaned up and doing good and uh, what the hell. And uh, this day in history, 1977, another uh, Valentine's Day salute to the B-52s, gave their debut performance at a Valentine's party in Athens, Georgia, B-52 started in 1977, and happy Valentine's Day. Uh, 3.40, let's call it, here with the camera, Pete and Flounder, uh, 106.3, and we got some breaking news. Is this, uh, uh, Pete Davis, are you in on this, or you, you want me to do it over here? There we hope oh, that was the wrong one. <laughs> We're tweeting we our Pete news. Too, we tweeting need. our news, tweeting our news. <laughs> like, like clockwork. Yeah, it was a wonderful, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> the Chiefs are having their Super Bowl parade today in Kansas City. Yeah. And it was interrupted at Union Station. Shots fired. And you see oh there's video of the God. police running everywhere and yeah. everything. So just, not, uh, not good. It's just breaking. And, and, in fact, I'm just opening up the story, and it doesn't say much, that they're responding to shots near Kansas City's Super Bowl rally at the Union Station. Uh, officers working to clear the place. And uh, don't know about 
victims or anything? Maybe it's really just breaking as we speak now, so we'll, we'll just have to keep you posted. Again, it figures, Super Bowl parade. I mean, my God. <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what's the possible? Well, anybody, you know, short fuses these days, I guess, and uh, well, lack gangs, of respect. probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, three, by the way, uh, yeah. Scott Scott says uh, getting romance advice from the Kimmer <laughs> yeah. is like getting Super Bowl advice from uh, Tony Romo. For Tony Romo, yeah, there's one guy who didn't really need advice there. You know, uh, <laughs> thank you. Anyway, if you would like to join us with your calls of, of what's happening on your Valentine's Day, ladies particularly, of, has your husband or your sweetheart done something special you'd like to thank him for, or uh, maybe you've got a uh, maybe uh, help us out. If, uh, are we guys, you know, you know, candy and flowers and a note and a card stuff like that is you know, uh, jewelry and things like that. Uh, Pete, uh, you have some ideas of uh, sharing some uh, Valentine's love, for example? I got a couple poems for you here yeah. if you'd like to hear. Uh, please, uh, that would be wonderful, wonderful. Roses are red, violets are blue. Hmm. I'd rather be single than with someone like you. Yeah. Oh, all right then. <laughs> and uh, roses are red, you're such a skank. I'll just close my eyes while you give it a... Yeah, ha, ha, I can't ha. figure out how to end that one. No, it's... <laughs> the give rhyme a, is a kiss goodbye. I can't remember. Uh, roses are red. Violets are purple. Poems are hard. Please take off your top. Well, no, that <laughs> doesn't really rhyme there at all. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, although we do have, uh, we do have uh, many Valentine's stories for and other poems. For example, roses are red. Violets are blue. I can't wait to go to the travel lodge with you. <laughs> travel lodge with a bear out front. Yeah, Motel Six. <laughs> Keep the light on for you, all right. In fact, I think. Oh my God, I'm having the weirdest. Oh my God, I think it might. No, it might have been a Motel Six. The first time that my virginal uh, first starter wife. <laughs> I, but when I should love me, my favorite ex-wife oh, and I was—I think it was a mo- oh my god, two virgins doing those two. Well, I was—I was a secondary virgin. I was because that hooker in Montreal <laughs> was a whole different story. Anyway, three uh, three forty-three with the Kimmer Pete and Flounder here on, uh, on Valentine's oh, Day. Yeah, oh. Daddy. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> Now, Flounder, we haven't uh, with the Miss Veronica and uh, Valentine's Day, but uh, she's been kind of under the weather. Yeah, still she's a little got bit. an allergy infection. So, uh, and again, I guess she kind of likes Valentine's Day. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so you better come you up with something. Like Valentine's yes. Day. <laughs> I, uh, I arranged accordingly. I got well, some roses and a nice card. There you are. Well, I'm sure she'll Aww. appreciate that because she. Well, now I know. I, okay, this is none of my business. And but but you know, girls know this. Girls know the kind of guy they have. And Veronica knows very well that you're probably not the kind of guy who would you know you know bring her bouquets every day every time you see her. I mean, it's just not your personality, right? Which right. is no big deal. But at the so, same time, but, I understand that she likes this day right. and. Which is more important, but my point was that she takes even more more specially because that's not your nature. So for you to do it means you really are making sure making you're trying to effort. make her happy. And she's worth it. And there, so. there you are. That's that's the key. You know, and and ladies, honest to God, I'll, I'll bet you the biggest problems and the biggest misunderstandings and the biggest sources of contention are the fact that chicks don't understand. You know, if if, if you could just understand that we're we're tr- if we're trying, that should count. 
You know, if we're if we're there because we want you to be happy, we're try- we do whatever we can to make you happy, and it, it should mean something. I don't. I, mean, I guess not. I don't know. No, jeez. Uh, there, there is no try. There is do or go. <laughs> I'll never learn. That's for sure. Is that an actual call? Uh, yes, it is. And this would be, is that say, uh, uh, Martin? Martin? Martin, you're on the radio, man. How's it going? Well, happy Valentine's Day. What's yes, up? Yes, sir, Tom. Yes, sir. Uh, first and foremost, uh, hearing about your ear problem, your eyes. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking there's a pretty good-sized pasture out there with your name on it. <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> Any day now. <laughs> now, uh, poor Flounder, he needs to take some uh, advice from you guys. He'll save a lot of money, you know, staying single is is the way to do it. No, 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 no. I would never, never, no. Ne- Martin, that's bad advice, especially on Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. <laughs> perhaps today, yeah, perhaps today. Yeah, yeah, so let, me, let me finish here. The uh, gentleman that called earlier, Yeah. oh my God, is that the epitome of a broken heart? <laughs> well, I mean, that it- guy- yeah, four heart attacks, a stroke. Yeah, he's hangling Boy, by a thread <laughs> by his fingernails. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> anyhow, hurry up and try and find this woman, Olga. Yeah, yeah, yeah quickly. <laughs> yeah, I knew Olga in Marietta. <laughs> You're a hard man, Martin. You're a hard man. <laughs> Happy Valentine. All right, man. I'll talk to you. She's 346. With a Kipper Pete and Flounder. 404 That's nothing. I got a guy who's try, trying to break my heart all over again. I had to block him today. Anyway, 5, 346. We'll get to all that stuff. And your phone calls with a Kipper Pete and Flounder on Valentine's Day right here. We're in it now, baby. 351. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. What's going on? Valentine's Day at 1063. 404 741 1230. Lenny Kravitz. 1999. TV ad it won a Grammy Award for Best Male Rock Performance in 1999. Oh, man, that's what I probably remember. Fly away. This was overplayed on every I was gonna rock say, station I play, in radio when I had, this came out. I had forgotten when, I, when you hit the chorus, I'll fly away. I thought, oh my God, this was on everything. I mean, I mean I, I'd forgotten how, much, how pervasive it was. Holy smokes. Uh, our birthday list. Uh, by the way, we have breaking news and a, and a phone call with Tim. Be right with you on Valentine's Day here with Michael Bloomberg, birthday man, 82, the billionaire, former mayor of New York City. Michael Bloomberg, 82. New York City. New York City. Uh, and our history list includes today, on this day, 1992, Wayne's World. Open in theaters. Mike Myers is Wayne Campbell. Dana Carvey is Garth Algar. Alice Cooper is God, and <laughs> we're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> that was some pretty stupid stuff. And remember, the what were the Canadian commercial guys for the beer? I for, totally forgot now. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> uh, okay, we're gonna, uh, hold on, Tim. Be right with you. First of all, update on the Kansas City thing. Uh, and the 3 o'clock hour with this news and everything else is brought to you by our buddies at the First Liberty Building and Loan Company. If you need financing to grow your business... Visit FirstLibertyGA.com. 
Com, First Liberty Building and Loan. Uh, uh, let's see. Chief Super Bowl victory. Apparently, the police have two people in custody. There was a shooting and several people got shot near the Chief Super Bowl victory rally at Union Station this afternoon. The police have two armed guys in custody. Several people were shot there, and apparently everybody scattered, so police have now opened the building back up, and they're trying to work to reunify the families that were separated when the shooting started, it must have been a mad. Can you imagine? It must have been a madhouse. I'll bet there were 100,000 people there. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen a million. A million. A million. Oh, like Mardi Gras. Uh, and so, and now again, I don't know how many were in. I, apparently, it was in a garage. But the thing it, ha- it happened near the garage. So, again, uh, we don't know anything more than that. But, you know, families were scattering, and now they're trying to get people back together. And, and a million people? That's going to be interesting. So, again, it's going to be a madhouse here for a while. <laughs> and they wonder why the last time we had a parade in Atlanta, the buses moved at like 80 miles an hour. Yeah, right. <laughs> Keep me. Remember that? He said, wait a minute. Whoa, showing enough. They went. It was <laughs> yeah, don't tell anybody. Uh, anyway, 354. Here's uh, Oh, did we lose Tim? Yeah, hopefully he calls uh, back. Sorry, Tim. I wait, he probably Aww. waited and said, oh, that's stupid Peterson. That's my fault. I'm so sorry. 354. Uh, we do have uh, some newsy things and, and a lot of um, uh, uh, Valentine stuff. We'll just, yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's. Uh, this this is killing me. Substack had this last night. Substack is a, is a business entity of people who contribute with uh, commentary and stories. And, I mean, well, you're, you're shrinking. Uh, how would you describe Substack? Uh, I think Flounder can describe it better than I can. Well, it's an it's an internet business company of uh, contributors in uh, journalism and commentary and essays and stuff like that, right? I mean, basically. So is it just like a, a place to insert blogs yeah. and things like yeah. that? Uh, you get hired if, if you if you're part of Substack, they hire you to well, be part of the, on their commentary staff. Well, a lot of journalists were on it for a while, then they left, and some came back. I mean, it's just really bizarre. Yeah, Supposedly, it's, it's where you can get the real skinny, but, you know, Well, I wonder whether it's like an updated version of the, drudge, the old-fashioned Drudge Report. It, it kind of seemed like where people will add... They've it's kind more of, open. It's more, yeah, and so it's really... You can, have your stu- you can have your stuff published and stuff like that. You can also get paid for it. It provides right. analytics for what you're doing and stuff yeah, like so that. It's so it's a source of information and commentary and it's opinions an informative and stuff. platform. Uh, but some of the people on there include those reporters who are responsible for the whistleblowers coming forth about the uh, Hunter Biden laptop story and all the scandals of all the Biden meetings and all the business meetings where uh, President Showers with daughter was in on the whole thing and making millions of dollars. Those reporters have now come out with the latest on Substack, which says, that the CIA asked its our foreign allies to spy on Donald Trump, basically triggering the Russian collusion hoax. Sources tell these guys that the intelligence community, I see the intelligence community, including the, the CIA, illegally mobilized foreign intelligence agencies to target Donald Trump's advisors long before the summer of 2016. The new information fills in the gaps of the Russia collusion hoax. The story had been that the FBI's investigation began after an Australian intelligence official told people that a Trump aide had boasted to an Australian diplomat that Russia had damning material about Hillary Clinton. In truth, the uh, uh, intelligence community had asked the five uh, X's. I'll mention those in a minute. Uh, I'm sorry, the five I's. I can't even read my own stuff. Uh, The intelligence allegiance uh, uh, to surveil Donald Trump's associates and share the information with U.S. agencies. The five eyes nations are America, Britain, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. John Brennan, 
the former CIA director under President Putitat, Barack Hussein Putitat. John Brennan identified 26 Donald Trump associates for the five eyes to target, for other nations' intelligence sources to target. They identified them as people to bump, make contact with, and manipulate. Targets of our own intelligence community and the FBI. Targets for collection and misinformation. The Trump campaign and raw intelligence related to the IC's intelligence and surveillance campaign are in a 10-inch binder that Donald Trump ordered to be declassified at the end of his presidency, according to the sources telling these two investigative reporters. If the top secret documents exist, proving these charges. They are potentially proof that multiple U.S. intelligence agencies broke laws spying against American citizens who happen to be running for president and his compatriots. This would be the biggest scandal in American history. And guess what? Now they're saying uh, nobody seems to know where this binder is. It's a 10-inch binder with all the proof of all the contacts, all the sources, everything else. And now suddenly, now they're saying, well, gee, why do you think the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago? And guess where the binder is now, FBI, Federal Gestapo of Investigation? Who knows? I, 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 my bet is for the FBI. I'll bet you Christopher freaking Ray's got it. He's got it in his own personal freaking safe so he can keep lying about stuff every time he's under oath like a freaking perjurer that he is. A scoundrel. Should be in prison. He's a freaking traitor. And I'll guarantee you they've got it and they know about it and they, uh, if they haven't burned it yet. Unless they're saving it for some kind of, uh, you know, blackmail source uh, uh, to keep themselves alive or something. Uh, this is unbelievable. It, it makes me, the movie The Pelican Brief, it makes The Pelican Brief like, this is it. Only they didn't kill Trump yet. I wouldn't put it past them. Oh, my God. I mean, this is unbelievable. The CIA telling other agencies in other countries, uh, hey, uh, I, I want you to investigate these 26 guys because they're with Donald Trump. Uh, we can pretend they're Russian agents. And again, one of those guys, Papadopoulos, was, was supposedly in a bar uh, talking about Russian girls who were having a peeing on Donald Trump in a hotel. And that's how that whole thing started, with just people talking in a bar. And then they, they targeted 26 Trump associates to target by the Central Intelligence Agency. Holy crap. <laughs> I hope one, God, I hope one day this all comes out. Uh, we'll talk about the impeachment last night for Mayorkas. Also, the congressional seat lost again. Uh, We're also going to have an update on those illegal migrants who beat the cops. Oh, good. One of them's been arrested again. Oh, again, oh my outstanding. Four o'clock, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Happy Valentine's Day. Mercy. Pete Davis and Flounder, 403, but Bon Jovi. Yeah. Not even going to play a little bit. It's kind of a, it's such a soft in the background singing voice. You know, it's just free. Oh, there we go. There we go. That's better. <laughs> Living on Huge song, Bon Jovi, started the four-week run at number one in the singles chart with Living on a Prayer. Their second number one hit, number four in Britain. That's kind of surprising. Only number four in Britain? 
Bon Jovi did not like the original recording of the song, which can be found as a hidden track on a, on a hundred million Bon Jovi fans can't be wrong. Uh, the lead guitarist, Richie Sambora, though, uh, convinced him the song was good, and they reworked it with a new bass line. I have no idea. <laughs> so I guess you can hear the original one to see whether you liked it or not. He didn't like it. So uh, Thank you, sir. New uh, breaking story. We got, man, we got a lot of breaking news going on here today. I don't even feel like talking about it because it's Valentine's Day, and I want to... Let's see if people want to talk about Valentine's Day. We got, we'll, we'll get you all your stuff here. 404. Uh, quick birthday note of uh, Carl Bernstein, 80 years old today. Legendary journalist, Washington Post, exposed the Watergate scandal with Bob Woodward, took down Richard Nixon. Bernstein wrote the book that became the movie All the President's Men, in which Dustin Hoffman plays Bernstein from 1978 to 1980. Only two years, uh, Carl Bernstein was married to the late great Nora Ephron, who wrote... Silkwood, When Harry Met Sally, You've Got Mail, Sleepless in Seattle, and Julia and Julia, among other things. Uh, yeah, she passed away young, uh, cancer, I believe. And she, she wrote a book about what a nasty, rotten guy he was, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she hate. Oh, my God. It was, I, I don't know whether it was, a, whether it was just a... It was a book, I think, where she put him in one of her books or something as a bit of scumbag. It might have been... I, one of her characters, it was about Carl Bernstein that she hated him so much, uh, as I recall. <laughs> Whatever. Did, did, did Deep Throat enter the conversation? I don't That's possible. Point, it's very, very possible. <laughs> oh, yeah, Danny. <laughs> and uh, a little history note. On this day in 1989, uh, Iran's Ayatollah Khakamemi issued a fatwa calling on Muslims to kill Salman Rushdie because of his blasphemous novel, The Satanic Verses. Rushdie was awesome on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Fatwa sex is the best sex there is, he said, apparently. <laughs> and didn't he get, he just got stabbed on stage, remember, so, about uh, several months yeah. ago. We saw the video of it. Guy ran no, up there and stabbed it was a couple years ago up in uh, upstate New York, and uh, this crazy guy just came up and, uh, well, he was Muslim, and yeah. he had just converted or just become radicalized, and he, he basically almost killed him, well, took his eye. Slammed him in the neck and in the face. Yeah. yeah. Now, and, and I thought they took off the fatwa. I thought they released that on him. No, I don't officially. think so. No? No. no. I'll be darned. Uh, let's see, 406, uh, our number, 404-741-1230, 741-1230. It's Valentine's Day. Uh, should we have a phone call action, or what do you got? Do you yes, want to and, uh, earlier in the previous segment, someone called in to give you these names you were trying to think of earlier. Bob and Doug McKenzie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <The> McKenzie. <laughs> and what was the beer? Did we have, was it, wasn't it, was it a Moosehead beer? Didn't he have no. a beer, though? Wasn't that it? They had their fake beer for a while yeah, there. I can't. Uh, but wasn't there a thing that they that was a uh, something about beer? Olson I can't remember. Yeah, or, they, they, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. That was great. Uh, and is that a phone call, founder? Yeah, I, we have Tim. He has a Valentine's oh, came back. Day poem. Excellent. Well, Tim, uh, welcome uh, to the Valentine's Day show with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. You're on the radio, and welcome aboard, sir. Y'all have missed the object of the whole exercise on Valentine's Day. Yes, sir. Well, help the us out, 14th, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 14th, the experience on Valentine's Day is totally irrelevant. It's the 15th where them women share what you did on the 14th with all their friends, colleagues, and coworkers. Uh-huh. But you make the point. Yes, yeah, a good point. Good point. <laughs> well, uh, do, you have, do you have a poem for us or a story about Valentine's Day with your sweet lady or something in your life today to uh, celebrate? and uh, be happy about? Not that you 
can broadcast only. <laughs> okay. All right, man. I got to go. You're killing me. Uh, four, almost 408. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, repeat, I have a poem. Oh, you have a poem? Oh, yeah, I pl- I please do. I definitely do. <laughs> Roses are red. The Falcons are tanking. I heard from the frat boys, you like a good spanking. Oh, hey. <laughs> well, how about this one? We're like hot chocolate and marshmallows. You're hot, and I want to be on top of you. No, no, that can't be. That's not a good one. Not... All right, how about this one? Roses are gray. Violets are gray. You are gray. I am a dog. <laughs> yeah. oh, all right, sir. I heard your wife left you. How upset you must be, but don't fret about it. She's moved in with me. I said, oh, sorry. <laughs> that can't be good. <laughs> no, but uh, maybe a little advice. I'm, I'm speaking of Valentine's Day, uh, a, a little advice, uh, uh, several ways to, for a man uh, to be completely happy, ladies. Uh, and, and guys, this is, this is something you should take into account. Be with a woman who makes you laugh. Be with a woman who gives you her time. Be with a woman who takes care of you and nurtures you. Be with a woman who really, really loves you and shows you every day. And finally, make sure these four women don't ever meet, because that would be very, <laughs> very bad. Uh, 409 uh, with a carrot, Pete, and Flounder. A quick update. Uh, this is not a good sign. Apparently, Kansas City police uh, say that uh, several people were shot, and apparently one is dead at or near the victory rally for the Chiefs' Super Bowl parade uh, this afternoon in Kansas City. At least one person has died. Several were shot. Two armed people were taken into custody. Officers have uh, released everybody from the station. They're trying to get their families back together because they all scattered when the shooting started. Uh, They instructed uh, parade goers to leave the area quickly and safely. It was near a parking garage at Union Station. In Kansas City. I, I don't know anything more about the geography of it or how far that... Well, again, Pete said there were like a million people there. It was like Mardi Gras, so that everywhere around the area is going to be swamped with people. So it must have been a nightmare. No idea what happened or officially how many were shot and what, what the reason was and whether... It was, we don't know. We just, so I, I can't speculate because I just don't know. And another update in the news, and a, a couple of quick things. The House did vote last night <coughs> Excuse me, to impeach... Uh, the uh, DHS Secretary Mayorkas over the border security stuff. We'll talk about that. It was it was two fourteen to two thirteen? <laughs> you know, thank God. And we lost uh, the Republican from New York, and that was the other thing. The GOP uh, con- a congressman uh, got thrown out for being a goofball, and a Democrat took a seat. You know, great. So we just lost another seat in Congress, and uh, you know, here <laughs> here we go. Uh, and uh, Donald hey, Trump. Everybody feeling over. Overconfident about the Republicans, realize Republicans have lost maybe the last three or four election cycles. Yeah, yeah. And do, even Donald Trump says that he blames it on, on the, the fact that the candidate they run, they ran this girl, Maisie something, Philip, that she didn't support Donald Trump. So he's blaming her losing for not supporting him. Which I think some people would say, wait a minute, you you caused some people. Anyway, it's a it's a nightmare. Here we go. Uh, but again, it's New York State, so I'm really not that surprised. But uh, once again, you know, Congress, uh, we now we have a one, we had a one vote victory for the impeachment. And again, for the record, impeachment doesn't mean squat because they never, it won't get anywhere near enough votes in the Senate. So it's all a political endeavor for politics only, which is important because we need to show them just like this is a ridiculous impeachment. I mean, he deserves it, but he's never going to be convicted. So, you know, if you're going to do it just for the point, you do it for the point, which they did. I'm glad they did. And, it, you know, so the point is he's been impeached first time in over 100 years or whatever. Uh, but they're not, it's not going to go anywhere because the Senate's going to say, you got to be kidding. And it's because of uh, states like Georgia, two liberal senators. 
So, you know, and again, it's a political exercise, which is important. We should do it over and over and over. Everybody we can impeach, we ought to impeach them when we have the power with Congress, uh, just so they won't be, never be convicted, but there'll be a record of them impeached so that we can go back 100 years from now and say, oh, but that was the impeachment period. They even got Donald Trump twice to make it ridiculous because the Donald Trump impeachments were ridiculous. So anyway, now a quick update on a quick newsy thing. The uh, the migrant teen business uh, attacking in Times Square, attacking those police officers. Well, one of the migrant teens released has been arrested again. Darwin Andreas Gomez Esquiel arrested, uh, accused assaulting of assaulting a Macy's security guard and stealing clothes worth about 800 bucks. Uh, they were released after the gang and this teen were released after the Times Square attack on New York Police Department officers nabbed again with a Macy's robbery. 18 years old. <laughs> uh, uh, petty larceny a day after he and three other suspects made off with the 600, 800 bucks worth of stuff out of Macy's and they caught him again. And this is like the third time. What are you going to learn, New York? <laughs> and this is why some of the New Yorkers are even turning on their own people, saying, what have you done to us? And by the way, how do you poor black people feel, if you want to make be racial about it, as well as economic about it, how do you poor black uh, people in America feel about all this money going to help everybody but you? I mean, it's obvious. Chicago's going through it right now. So is Denver. They say, hey, what are you doing for us? <laughs> The Democrats stole the money that was supposed to go to the black communities. The black leaders stole that money. That's right. And now they're giving the money. They're not even caring about it. They're yeah. just sending it straight yeah. to the illegals. Yeah, you, you keep voting for Democrats like the slave, uh, you know, slaveholders that they are. As though you owe them something? My God, take a look at the facts. All right, 413, Valentine's Day. Let's be happy with the Kirpapine Flounder right now. God. A little salute to Frank Zappa. It's 1986. Oh, like, totally. And Cena's like, so bitchin'. So bitchin'. Stuart, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, my God. Just take the 405 and get out of here. <laughs> Is that Alicia Silverstone? Or what, who am I thinking of here? Oh, my God. Frank Zappa, 1986. Frank Zappa appeared in an episode of the TV series Miami Vice. Zappa portrayed a crime boss, Mario Fuente, a major drug dealer trafficking in weasel dust. In 1963, uh, let's see, I had to pick up my iPads. I lost my place. I'm not stupid. In 1963, whereas in 1963, before he was even famous, Zappa appeared on the variety program, The Steve Allen Show, showing how ordinary objects like bicycles could be played as percussion instruments. He later made a cameo appearance on The Monkees TV show, Frank Zappa. I can't imagine him playing the bicycle on the Steve Allen show. Steve Allen's precursor to Johnny Carson. Steve Allen and uh, and uh, who was the guy who uh, real controversial late night guy? God. Jack Parr. Jack Parr. 
Uh, and Steve Allen was great, and he had that high screaming, uh, uh, squeaky vo- uh, laugh. Great, have great, great soprano laugh. And he played, a, he played a schmack, schmack. <laughs> he played a what? Me worry or me nervous? Don Knotts, what? Who? Me nervous? Uh, and he and he played the piano beautifully and couldn't read a note of music. Did it all oh, by ear. Yeah. Louis Nye, Tom Poston. Tom Poston he had yeah. all those people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Tom Poston, of course, worked on the Bob Newhart show for years mm-hmm. as the you know the kind of absent-minded caretaker or so, whatever it was. Anyway, a uh, little Frank Zappa there for you and his daughter. Was that Moon Unit? Uh, Moon Unit, right? Wasn't that the girl? Moon Unit. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Birthdays include Simon Pegg, the actor, fifty-four. Scotty in the new Star Trek movies. Benji in Mission Impossible. The writer and star of the brilliant comedy Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End, Simon yeah. Pegg, 54. Well, he's kind of a weird actor. He's a British guy, isn't he? Is a, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, mostly tough and British. And our uh, other day in history, it was in 1962. First Lady Jackie Kennedy gave a tour of the White House on television. It was in black and white. I remember it. <laughs> uh, she first uh, entered uh, each room and pointed out the pictures in their majestic frames and a brief description and so forth. And I remember there was a comedy album, and I can't remember the guy. I can see the album. I can't with the name. It will, will not Von come out. Meter. Von Meter. Von Meter. Uh, and he used to do uh, imitations of famous people, including specifically the Kennedys. And his bit about Jackie Kennedy doing the first uh, national tour on TV of the White House and all the famous uh, rooms and so forth, he said, and uh, and uh, here's now the first lady going into the uh, into the White House in the rooms and pointing out the the artwork here on the walls. And there he goes, well, let's listen to her now. Well, there's this one, and there's this one. And there's that one. <laughs> she just, she, because she spoke like it was almost like you couldn't hear her. She was very sweet. <laughs> anyway, that was in 1962, the first televised uh, tour of the White House. Uh, 424, how's it going? Kimmer, Pete, and Falounder, 404-741-1230. This hour sponsored by our buddies at Atlanta Safe House. Atlanta Safe House, you need a safe. That's where you put your Social Security card, not in your wallet. Save your business records and your medical records, unlike the Kimmer, who was a goofball. Atlanta Safe House, you have a showroom in Ackworth, and tell them the Kimmer sent you when you go to atlantasafehouse.com. 424, uh, Spalding, how many times have I spoken to you about your Hey, Spalding, you're on the radio, man. What's going on? (laughs) Not much. I was uh, in the car earlier, and I I heard some Valentine's Day stuff, uh, and I saw this. uh, Flatter said he hadn't seen it, um, but someone did this, like, simple dating matrix thing. Uh Uh-huh. And so so you just draw a triangle, right? And at the top or any corner, you put hot, and on one corner, you put sane, and on the other corner, you put uh, single. So... You know, you do it like this. If they're hot and they're sane, they're definitely not single. If they're hot and they're single, they're definitely not sane. And if they're sane and they're single, they're definitely not. <laughs> Either way, you're screwed. <laughs> There's something wrong with them. <laughs> the yeah, triangle of love. Oh, mercy. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks, sir. Spalding, you have a good... <laughs> Get your foot off the boat, <laughs> the man said. Uh, how would you like to mow my lawn? <laughs> uh, Got anyways, a poem for you. Another poem. Yes, sir. Please do. Uh, another poem. Here we go. Roses are red. Mm. Where do I begin? Mm. It rubs the lotion... Or else it gets the hose <laughs> gets <again>. a hose. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, how about a happy Valentine's Day for people in my demographic? You had your bladder removed, and you're on the mends. 
Here's a bouquet of flowers and a box of Depends. <laughs> Actually, there are a couple of actual kind of flirty ones. Which, um, actually, and I don't mind passing this along for you. Some of them are pretty stupid, but how about this? I think this one's pretty cool. If you want to impress a girl, especially if you've kind of first met her, it might even be a, a pickup line to see if she like. My, 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 when I used to be, you know, sort of attractive and much younger, and I was on TV, so that's, a, that's the Megan right there. But you could get away with lines like this, and, and my theory was, if you say something like this in the right way, if she laughs, or if she does, oh, you know, does a natural reaction to it, that's a great sign. If you, can, if you can get her to kind of let her guard down and do an honest, emotional kind of uh, reaction to you, uh, that's, that's a good step one. For example, you talk to your, this sweet lady, maybe on a first date, and you're, you're pretty excited about it, and you say, there's only one thing I want to change about you, and that's your last name. Oh, well, okay. That's, uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty sweet. <clears throat> How about this? Do you have a pencil? Because I want to erase your past and write our future. That's a little too yucky. Uh, here's here's yeah. another. Here's another one. Kind of, it sort of gets a little little iffy. I'd say God bless you, but it looks like he already did. No. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Uh, my, and I've done this, by the way. Uh, my buddies bet me that I couldn't be able to start a conversation with the hottest woman in this bar. Want to buy some drinks on their money? Which I, I bought dinner for three girls once doing that. Uh, and then, uh, uh, gee, is it hot in here or is it just you? <laughs> so I, yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> Move on, mister. <laughs> I ain't working. Creep. Yeah, goofball. <laughs> oh, in fact, speaking of creeps, I almost, okay, you know, I talk about that little girl at Publix. Uh, she looks like, who's that girl on Fox you like that? And uh, the um, um, Karajani, Karishni, the girl, the... Uh, Aubrey the, Plaza? No, no, no. On Fox, tele- the news girl. Uh, uh, Karishni, Arishna. Oh, Hajni, ha- Karishna, something like that. Well, Aisha, this, this, this okay. little girl at Publix looked kind of like her. She's had beautiful Ooh. black eyes and black. I mean, she looks kind of mm-hmm. Greek or Mediterranean or something or, you know. Uh, and so and, and, and so when I walk in there now, they know, they all kind of laugh when they see me coming. She starts laughing because we kind of have this little thing. Uh, she's so sweet and so shy. Uh, today I walked in. I was doing something at the counter and the guy said, oh, by, by the way, your little friend's over there in the back doing something where the balloons are. And I said, oh, can they tell me now when, when, where she is so I can go say hi to her because they all know that, you know, we, we have this little thing. So I went over and I, I kind of talked to her this stuff and I said, I said, oh, you got big Valentine's Day plans and you know something she says no I said no no she says no no and she kind of laughed and stuff and and I, so I said well I tip my cap to her and I said well you have a happy Valentine's Day princess and you know and I'll see you again soon you have a great day or something like that and I walked on the park and I said you know what I uh, honestly I almost walked right back in there to buy some flowers no. at the flower no. thing and give them to her and no. say yeah I know I, I'm telling you I will no. we'll, we'll finish off the story but I, I entered my head and I remembered a couple of lessons from when I was retired down in Florida. Uh, But the fact of the matter is, it would have been great for her, but they would have ribbed her forever. It it wouldn't have been, it would have been bad. It would have been great. She would have, I I guarantee you, she would have thought it was wonderful, just a sweet, old, wonderful thing. But they would have never let her forget it, ripped her like the hell, so I didn't do it. 
and they'd be watching you every yeah, time you right. come in there. <laughs> yeah. All right, 4.30. They, they'd be escorting her yeah. to her car. Yeah, you come with us, honey. <laughs> 4.30, give her feet and flounder. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Da, da, da. Boah, mercy. Happy Valentine's Day. It's only me. It's only the camera of Pete and Flounder. 433. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was on this day in 1984. Elton John married recording engineer Renate Blower. Renate, Renate Blower in Sydney, Australia. Rod Stewart and Olivia Newton-John were among the guests. The couple stayed together for four years, although John later admitted he knew he was homosexual before the marriage in 1984. And uh, that was back before. Although it's kind of funny to think in the 80s by then it wouldn't. I, I'm trying to remember when the uh, the real freedom where everything said, you know, marriage was okay. I thought that was in the, I guess, maybe late 80s. Uh, probably when mar- wasn't the he, marriage legals kind of fight and all this stuff was probably I guess late eighties early nine uh, uh, Clinton era. In his bio movie, he talks about how you know he basically felt really bad about what he did to her. That wasn't her fault. You know he should never have married her, and yeah. he was lonely at the time, and and it was just a bad time. Well, I, there's got to be millions. Uh, there's got to be millions of guys who married a girl even though they knew they were gay and knew it, and and I'll, I mean I bet. You know, back before in the closet days, that they, you know, I'll bet ninety oh, yeah. percent of them. I mean, of those things. So, and you, and, well, now of course it's a different story. Uh, let's see, uh, uh, birthday, birthday, birthday. Teller, the smaller mute half of the Magic Act, Penn and Teller. Teller is seventy-six today. Uh, why does why do they have him not speak? He does speak, right? He's not mute, is he? Yeah, he is mute. He, he's an actor too. He's, he's spoken every once yeah, in a while. He's, yeah, yeah. I, I thought of, I've heard him speak in some capacity for something else. But why did they pick him not to be able to speak? I wonder, just because it's different, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That's certainly a thing. Uh-huh. You, that's what you remember about it. And I, I, I actually, when I, now that I'm thinking about it, I haven't seen their act in a long time. They have their own show now where the other com- or, uh, magicians try to beat them or uh, you know tell them what they they can't figure out how they do it. Um, and uh, but uh, when I'm thinking out of their of their routines in the past. It actually makes it even that more, much more difficult and unusual for him to communicate without speaking. So, that, I mean, I, that makes yeah. sense, I guess. If I ever go to Vegas, theirs is the one show I would make sure I got to see. I would definitely do go to their show. Uh, Flounder, you ever been to Vegas? Ever been to Vegas uh, shows? Are you a Vegas guy? I've been a couple times. Uh, I'm not a big gambler, but <clears throat> I, I went to see music concerts. Yeah, like you remember who? I uh, saw Widespread Panic for Halloween, and then I uh, went there for my brother's bachelor party, hmm. and uh, went back there again to see Widespread Panic. Yeah, uh, Pete, who have you have you seen people in Vegas? Acts in Vegas? I have. Uh, bizarrely, the man who read Feared Loathing in Las Vegas when he was 16 has <laughs> never been to Vegas. Really? Well, you, it's yeah. different. You probably ought to go, but it's different. You don't drive. I mean, don't take your car. Don't. T- you can't drive in there. I mean, and it's all, it's all, it's all, it's 24 hours and there's no, there's no dark, it's all light there. You don't know where, I mean, it's a madhouse, but they have, I'll tell you when, uh, the last time I was there, it was several years ago, uh, some of the best food you've ever had, some of the greatest food at restaurants you've ever had. Uh, and there's a lot of every, whatever you're looking for, you'll find it. it it's there. And now uh, we, I saw, I saw Engelbert Hupperdink, I think I saw there. No, I saw, um, oh, I can't remember. I saw a couple of magic guys. I saw, what, who, oh, I can't remember. It's so it's- stupid. Uh, Isn't prostitution legal there? 
Uh, basically, I think call girl service is legal. Uh, basically, yeah. And there, and by the way, if you're walking down the sidewalk, you'll have people hand you all these cards, uh, and and their you know locations for whatever you you know if you're whatever you're looking for. Here's where you go. I mean, it's, really? uh, you can't really miss it. Oh. Um, let's see. I've never got our history. I think 4:37. Kim repeat and flounder. What a weird day. But there's great news. Go, big news stories going on, and I'm we're ignoring them entirely. Well, we'll get. We've done them. We'll get them. We'll get them back. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, here we go. M I C K E Y M O U S E Mickey Mouse. Mouse, Mickey Mouse. Oh my God, I did it. Oh, I can almost do it. I used to be able to do this. Oh, I'll be damned. I almost right, could do it. <laughs> uh, well, it's on this day in 19... 19- I'm easily amused, as you can tell. Greatest uh, promo ever. <laughs> Me and my big mouth. I'm never going to learn. Uh, it was uh, on this day in 1975, a judge ruled that the theme song to the Mickey Mouse Club could not be used as background music on the orgy scene in the life and times of Xavier Hollander. Xavier Hollander <laughs> <laughs> wrote the book about being a madam. Wasn't it the, the, the something madam? The, uh, the happy hooker. Happy hooker. Was that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> Xavier I read Hollander. the book. <laughs> I, I remember it from guys like in the 60s or early 70s or something, and they were 70s. doing a movie and the life and times of Xavier Hollander, and they you were put in the Mickey Mouse Club, and they said, no, for an orgy, I don't think so. <laughs> Didn't Joey Hetherington play her in the movie? I think she did. Joey Hetherington was gorgeous. She was so Ooh, a sweet oh, little yeah. platinum blonde, little teeny yeah. little sweet softy one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. back That was a, that was that's how they were back then, those little kittens. Uh, Tuesday Weld and all this. <laughs> anyway, uh, fourth. Do we have I stole my God, I'm so bad. Kim is on the line. Hey, Kim, welcome aboard and happy Valentine's Day. How are you? Oh, happy Valentine's Day to everybody there. Um, Kimmer, yeah. Pete, Flounder. <laughs> Pete and Flounder, will you do me a favor? Yes. And anytime that Kimmer does anything with those, those one liners, like. I want to change her last name. I'm like viscerally wanting to throw up in the car as I'm driving home. No, no, wait a minute. I, I, I made you want to throw up in the car. What did I, I miss part? What did I do? <laughs> Your pickup line. Oh, that's the women, that's the women want to swoon too. I am flipping dying in my car. Well. Well, well, how about this, Kimmy? Even though you have a boy's name, how about this? I was wondering if you had an extra heart because mine was just stolen. Oh, oh my God. Uh, how, about, how about this? I need to pull over and How about this, baby? How about this? Hey, darling, would you grab my arm so I can tell my friends I've been touched by an angel? Okay, Pete, hit him. Hit him. Hit him in the face. Hit him. <laughs> All right, Boom. I got to go. You're killing me. Well, it's a good thing we're not lovers. <laughs> Whose name would we call out in the throes of passion? 440. I got to go. You're killing me. <laughs> and Flounder's got a little something for us, too. Here, it's about time to get him off me talking. I, what do you got there, Flounder? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. I, thought I think we was... have so many choices that we have lost common sense. I'll give you my favorite example. In Atlanta, we had a stadium called the Georgia Dome. A buddy of mine asked me to go, and I'm like, yeah, we had great seats at the Georgia Dome. We were in the fifth row from the roof. <laughs> but anyway, I said, which team are we? I said, we're the little silver red dots, you know. And 
<laughs> but as we went and got done with the game, they have those huge ramps that spiral down until you get to the bottom, you have vertigo. You <laughs> and then he grabbed my arm and says, hey, come here. I did not know about this, but on each end of the Georgia Dome, there's an express escalator. It goes from the top level all the way to the bottom. We get on that, you watch people spiral, and you're just going, hey, this is great. The only problem was halfway down, it's like 100, 150 yards long. It's massive. All of a sudden, just chee, it broke. But then we stood there. I'm leaning over like, why are we standing here? And I can't see because hundreds of people are leaning over going, why are we just standing here? We stood there two and a half, almost three full minutes stranded on this escalator. I wish it was me, but finally this guy in the back just screams at hundreds of people, I walk. Ah, mercy. Uh, 442, uh, give Pete and Flounder. Our number is 404-741-1230. Are you flashing something up there for a sign, or was that just uh, more poetry? I, if, uh, I have a poem. All right, sir. I have a poem for you. All right, sir. Roses are red, violets are blue. Your phone is smart. So why aren't you? Oh, okay. All right, then. Uh, how about a little message from one of our listeners? This is from Kelsey. And it says, hey, Kimmer, I started listening to your show when I met my boyfriend 10 years ago. We met down in Chile on a whitewater kayaking trip through a mutual friend, and the rest is history. Boy, that sounds like a great story of how did you two meet. Holy cow. A yeah. kayaking trip in Chile? Or Chile, whatever they call it. Anyway, mutual Chile. friend of his history. I still live in western North Carolina while he continues to live in Cleveland, Georgia. Originally from Cumming and longtime listener. It just works. I don't give a damn if his house is dirty and we see each other on the weekends. I'm originally from Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and never thought I'd be with a southern boy, but he has my heart. Happy Valentine's Day, Greg. I know you were listening, and Kimmer and crew, you guys are wicked awesome. <laughs> I love your show. Wicked awesome. Can you still be a Kimmer babe if you're a Yankee? Much love, Kelsey. Yeah, of course you can. <laughs> you're definitely a Kimmer babe. It's uh, wicked. <laughs> Again, I've you know I was, I was born and raised in the Northeast in New England and stuff, and and I, I say this and I'm very happily. If you ever have the chance on a vacation or something to spend a, a couple of days in the Boston area and go to the trail of the you know the Paul Revere and the uh, the, the original yeah. Bunker Wonderful. Hill and the old North Church. I mean, you, it's right there. I mean, it's right there. I go to the graveyards and the cemeteries and the the, the tombstones and stuff. I mean, everything. And I, I wouldn't want to live there. I certainly wouldn't want to work or live in that place. But uh, just the historical. And then go up the coast, go up the rocky coast, up to Maine or whatever. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, a few days uh, of, of your life on a on a on a trip, maybe a bucket list kind of thing. Uh, the uh, the Revolutionary War and the you see the foot the foot where you walk the same steps as I, Paul Revere and and the Revolution, John Adams. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I got actual goosebumps standing at the old North Bridge and everything, and the bridge between Lexington and Concord yeah. where the first shots were fired right. and there's a, where the British soldier was killed. I got goosebumps yeah. standing there because it looks the same. Well, you can't help it. I mean, this is this was it. This was the that was the spot. I mean, this was yeah. what happened. Oh, man. A quick uh, Valentine's Day poem that just came yes. in for you. Yes, please. It says a Valentine's Day poem for the Kimmer. Ah, uh, yes. 
Roses are red. The Kimmer is blue. Your love life is over. You'll never get screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I can still drive at night. (laughs) I got something going for me. I can just be there. Yeah, but where you got to go? You got nowhere to go. Wherever they want to go. If you have me, I'll drive you. (laughs) You like fast cars? (laughs) It's it's quarter of five already. Holy crap. I'm blowing a whole show here today. Valentine's Day. What do you think? Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Uh, Holy crap at sports in half an hour or two or a little less. David Bowie there by uh, 451. And it was on this day, 1973. David Bowie was knocked unconscious and carried off stage. After an excited fan rushed the stage, Bowie was knocked to the ground during the concert at Radio City Music Hall in New York. Performing rock and roll suicide, the final song of the show got rushed and knocked unconscious. We'll play a little David here if you want to flounder for a second. I don't want to cut him off there for his fans. He was on Soul Train. Distinct. Oh, David Bowie was? I'll be damned. Yeah, well, that, that guy just died recently, didn't you? We just, uh, what's it? Uh, so, wasn't that uh, the guy? Uh, who's that, that guy, the announcer, got him having a mental thing? So, Curtis, no, God, oh, I hate this. Wait, oh. I, I had it till you oh, said I, something. Oh, God. Uh, I'm a... Cornelius. Cornelius. Don Cornelius. That's it. <laughs> a soul train, baby. <laughs> he is smooth, man. He, talk about a smooth, the brothers. Oh, my God. He was the, he was smooth, man. <laughs> Don Cornelius. Our birthday list includes Rob Thomas, the Matchbox 20, uh, Matchbox 20 singer. Uh, Push, Ben, 90, uh, 3 a.m., whatever. Uh, Rob Thomas, 52 Years old today, and on our history list here, let's see what the camera's got here. Oh, yes, uh, in uh, 1929, Sir Alexander Fleming discovers penicillin by accident. He left a plate of Staphylococcus bacteria uncovered. He noticed that mold that had fallen on the culture had killed much of the bacteria. In 1929, and uh, when Thomas Edison found out, he threatened to kill him because he said he wanted all the money for himself. So it was kind of a Thomas Edison link there, apparently. Uh, and, well, that may not be true. That's <laughs> no, <laughs> not true. It's possible. Could be true. Could not be true. Uh, 452, and uh, Valentine's Day, some uh, some uh, poetry of thinking of uh, oh, yeah. people uh, together. For example, uh, Jack and Jill went up the hill for just an itty bitty. Jill's now two months overdue, and Jack has left the city. I got one. All right, sir. Roses are red. Foxes mm. are clever. Mm. I like your butt. May I touch it forever? <laughs> she would get on that sweater. <laughs> Jack and Jill went up the hill to have some hanky-panky. Silly Jill forgot her pill, and now there's little Frankies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's totally wrong in every way. I'm sure of it. Um, well, don't worry. You know, guys, uh, if you're like me, if you're sad about being alone on Valentine's Day, just remember, nobody loves you on any other day of the year either. So, you know what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what the hell's the difference? Just, just another Jack day, Jill man. <laughs> yes, sir. Went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Yeah, yeah. Jack fell down. Jill was okay, but they found Jack at the bottom of the quarry three days later. <laughs> Oh, 
Mercy. 454 with a kipper, feet, and flounder. 404-741-1230. And there is actually news in the news. Uh, the stuff that Donald Trump is saying Republicans got to get their act together to start winning elections again. Like this stupid idiots. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, this is getting a little bit of attention. Joe Biden now is saying when he came out last night to make a comment about the bill was going in the Senate and we will not go anywhere in the House. The war bill. Uh, he, he first thing he said was, he said, well, I, "I'm not going to take any. Uh, I'm not going to be taking any questions. But I'll be taking questions tomorrow or the next day. I, I don't want anything to get in the way of this statement." This is after all the things have come out about how he has lost his mind, basically. And his, uh, he says, "I'll promise I'll come back and answer questions. Uh, thank you." And, and then, uh, you know, sauntered off because this time apparently knew where he was going barely. But here's the other thing that's going on. There are all. Audio tapes, and I, maybe videotape. I know there are audio tapes. I guess probably videotapes. They tape the whole. All those hours of conversations with him are on tape, and so Republicans are now demanding release the tapes. And here's why: the White House. And, and by the way, have you seen these freaking liars, one after another after another? Democrats coming out to defend how smart Joe Biden is. Oh, oh my God, he orders us around all day, man. He's, he's got the energy of a 25-year-old. Oh, he's so sharp as a whip. He says, oh, I need more information than that. You got to, oh, he's oh, he's a taskmaster. Oh, we're all exhausted at the end of the day between 10 a.m. and 2. <laughs> oh, sorry, he slipped that. It was a slip of the tongue. You made that mistake. Yeah, he has like a two. Some nights he has nothing on schedule. Nothing. And normally it's like from 10 a.m. to around 2. And that's the ball game. And anyway, here, here's the thing. If he's been saying, and they've all been saying he's so smart and clever, release the tapes. Let us hear the tapes to prove that he is absolutely on the ball. Release the tapes, therefore proving the Democrats can say, we told you so. Here's, the next, here's our president right now. Boy, we're so proud of this man. Here's the audio recording of his conversations. And you can see how proud we are of this man. Let us hear the tapes, you freaking phonies. What the hell are they going to do? I mean, this is unbelievable. Release the tapes. God, scoundrels. And by the way, uh, Tony Bobolinsky went before Congress again, the House Oversight and Judiciary Committee, behind closed doors. And he says once again, uh, big, uh, the big guy was Joe Biden. All that stuff with the meetings with Hunter, all those business meetings, Hunter saying uh, we got to have 10 percent for the big guy, all that stuff. That's Joe Biden. He said I said I, I, he said it before. He said it again. He said they were selling the Biden family name with Joe Biden being the participant and a beneficiary of his family's business for millions of dollars. And by the way, uh, Tony Bobolinsky says uh, he was never approached by the Justice Department or the special counsel, David Weiss, to answer any questions or provide testimony on anything related to the Biden family, even though Tony Bobolinsky was the business partner of Hunter Biden and was there on the, in the meetings when Joe Biden was there shaking hands with him and everybody else. And the Justice Department has never interviewed Tony Bobolinsky about the Biden family. Yeah, Holy crap. And then the story today about the CIA uh, from Substack. Holy crap. The CIA asked our foreign allies. They got a, a, a Brennan, the CIA director Brennan, John Brennan, gave the, a list of 26 Trump associates to our five overseas allies and said, uh, we want you to investigate these guys because there's something going on with Trump. They're trying to throw the election against Hillary with Russian collusion. And so the other countries then put these people in a file, which gave the FBI an excuse to investigate them. 
Like the Tony Bobolinsky was talking to some guy in a bar, and that led to him being basically doxxed and investigated by the FBI. He lost his job, lost all his money because he was talking with some guy in a bar, which led into the whole Russian uh, call girls wanted to pee on the president, uh, Donald Trump, and the Russian uh, Rich Carlton. Remember that story? That was all nonsense. And it was all this stuff that's planted by John Brennan and our CIA so that the FBI could fake an investigation. I mean, this is the worst scandal. This is worse than than uh, the Pelican brief. Uh, the scandal at the highest levels of government. And this is all under putty tat. Barack Hussein putty tat. Oh, my God. I mean, I'm not, I'm not lying to you. It's, it's true. And Biden says, oh, I can't talk. I won't take any questions now. God, it's the basement strategy. There were, the basement strategy is in full force already right now. Don't let, don't, keep him away. After what he did with that news conference where he, idiot, like an idiot, took questions and just proved that he's not capable. And now it, the basement strategy. I, I can't talk to you today. Maybe a couple of days. Maybe a couple of days? The president of the Oh, my God. I mean, what more do we need? Seriously. Oh, well, anyway, all I know is uh, it's Valentine's Day. We'd love to hear from you. So, uh, 404-741-1230. And, of course, I always have uh, my special Christine. You can take me anytime you like. I'll be around if you think you might. Love me, baby, and hold me tight. Every night when I drive home, my girl Christine sings me and calls me baby. <laughs> What's the matter, Flounder? <laughs> Throw so it up there's in been air. one confirmed dead in Kansas City and 10 to 15 who have been injured. 10 to 15? Uh, maybe injured, maybe in a stampede, or uh, we don't know if they're all no, shot. shot. They're all 10 to 15 shot? Yeah. Well, what the hell was all that about then? That, was like, that wasn't two guys <laughs> fighting over a parking spot. Well, the one guy they've arrested so far is dressed head to toe in red. He looks like he's about 40-something years old. He's a bald black guy, and he's got a hoodie on. The, they haven't said if he was a shooter, but they have arrested him. Wow. Well, we'll keep you posted. Almost 5 o'clock, Kimber Pete and Flounder and Holy Crap at Sports 2. The latest on the shooting at Kansas City, the Freight, coming up next. <laughs> I said, her, 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 Together, ladies, left shoulder, right up plank, ready on your dog target. Pair, pair, road guards out. Pair, 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 And it's only me. It's only the Kimmer. On uh, 106.3 with Pete Davis and Flounder. On <laughs> uh, Valentine's Day, for crying out loud, here's a number, 404 Lots of newsy stuff going on. The, the shooting at the Kansas City Parade. And now we, we one dead, and we're thinking 10 to 15 shot. Uh, we don't think those are injuries just run away or whatever. I mean, holy cow. So obviously this was some, I mean, I don't, I, 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 I'm trying to figure out what in the world would lead to a mass shooting during the parade. Uh, it couldn't be just rival, you know, guys who, you know, they're, I don't know. I, I don't know. We don't know. We have, don't have the information on it. Um, so we'll get to that too. Also, 
Now, this business about the CIA and there's a phony business with a, a report on Substack with a major, major, major story about how the CIA under John Brennan asked our foreign uh, helpers uh, five different. Uh, uh, we, oh, you're very kind. Thank you. <laughs> it's got a little thing there going on here with my skimmer thing with the thing um, <laughs> like an idiot. Um, uh, and so I asked our foreign uh, helpers, our, our, our friends, our allies, to start investigating Donald Trump's associates and helpers. And they did, and it led to the investigation, and it was all because of the CIA, and they're trying to do things to uh, harm America, affected the election, and made, made effect of the outcome, and uh, put Donald Trump under, you know, the two impeachments. So I mean, it's just, the CIA did it. And then allowed the FBI to make a phony investigation to continue it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the worst thing you can imagine. And, and, and by the way, there's apparently a 10-inch binder, which Donald Trump wanted to have declassified at the end of his term. And sources has now say that we can't, nobody can find this binder. And it led to the, apparently was the reason why they were at such a big deal when they raided Mar-a-Lago. Hell, they had, they had agents with machine guns in the bay. They had them in, the, in helicopters. They had them all over the place. Uh, and apparently it was to try to find this 10-inch binder with all the proof that the CIA and the FBI was behind the whole damn thing from the very freaking beginning, and now nobody can find it. Well, I'll be darned. <clears throat> guess, where, guess who's got it? FBI's got it. That's where they went to Mar-a-Lago. And now, again, I don't know why Donald Trump hasn't jumped on this, because uh, if he's in the middle of it, he could be able to confirm he's seen the, the binder. Or, I don't know. So, I, I mean, this is all it's all started last night, and I haven't seen any reaction to it. Well, oh, we lost Pete. Hold on. We don't have Pete anymore. Yeah, yeah, Pete's gone. Down, bro. Oh, there you go. All right. I'm sorry. Pete, you oh, were here saying? We here we go. So you're telling me one of the greatest scandals coming out in the history of American politics, yeah. and it's all on one 10-inch binder. No one had copies. No one had it on a thumb drive. No, that's it. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, now, clearly, now maybe that's the reason, because they didn't want copies. And if you're going that high end and that secretive of something to ruin your government, you wouldn't want to have a bunch of people doing flash drives. I, I don't. I, I have no idea. I don't know. Again, I don't know. I just don't know. All I can tell you is what these these are the same guys reporting on this who did the investigation into Hunter's laptop and got the whistleblowers to con to confirm it. So this you know it's all it, this is another step. It's just another step, and it's another reason why uh, President Showers with daughters not talking to the media anymore either. Uh, Five oh seven anyway. Kim repeat and flounder. Um, oh let's see. Oh, I, I mentioned earlier. Uh, well, now I can't find it. <laughs> Hold on a second. How about a poem while you're looking here, for it? Here we go. A, a poem from Pete Davis, a Valentine's Day no. poem right here. Roses are red, violets are blue. Let's go to the movies. I have a special popcorn box for you. <laughs> Did you ever pull that trick? <laughs> no. <laughs> no one's ever done that, gotten away with that. <laughs> Eek, a bald-headed mouse. I don't know. There's a possibility. Extra there. butter? It could be a lot of it. <laughs> no salt. Uh, again, in case you missed it, a couple of things. Again, I told you that if you had a special message for your sweet lady or man, I would be very happy to pass it along. I can't, I can't do them all. Uh, but I, uh, one here from... Uh, Donnie, one of our old longtime friends, he was a supporter of our podcast, and he said, uh, Valentine's message for my sweetie. Please wish my wife, Julie, a very happy Valentine's Day. My best friend and soulmate. She loves your show, Kimmer, but she's very worried that you're going to get your heart broken with Taylor and Kelsey, so go easy. Uh, Kimmer, my wife, Julie, and I have listened to you since the 90s. 
We make it part of our daily routine to go out to the shop at 3 o'clock and piddle around and listen to you and Pete and Flounder. We're so happy that you guys are back on the air. Thanks for what you do. Donnie and his lovely bride on Valentine's Day, his wife, Julie. So congratulations for your happiness, and um, I'm very thrilled to do that for you. And one more thing. we got whole crap of sports coming up. And again, we got all this new stuff, and I feel kind of bad about it. But because I had asked about this whole thing, oh, i got to get the message thing. Um, I have... I got a message from, I won't, I won't mention her name, from a lady. I did this at the early part of the show, and now it's been over a couple hours. And I wanted to pay, I was talking about poems we get and so forth. And uh, this is a lady who wasn't even sure this was real because she said, uh, the way Pete was talking about it, it seemed like I mean, this may not be a real thing, but I told you I'd read some of these poems. And this kind of, this kind of puts the Kimmer in uh, perspective. It, it gives me a chance to be put in perspective about Valentine's Day and love and the fact that I thought I could, I thought I found her in my forever girl and i didn't but here's here's how it puts uh, here's how this uh, this uh, sweet lady put it if i can find the beginning of her thing here uh listening on the app mention of pete davis okay here we go the kimmer's asking for poems to celebrate valentine's day he wants to relive the good times when romance came easy his way he yearns for the days of long long past when a wife did love him true and everything was beautiful oh what's a poor kimmer to do so he pines for stories of lovers whether yours or taylor swift's to feel the full rush of emotions that make his clogged heart race and shift. But silly old Kimmer doesn't get it. Love isn't outside of his reach, because he has so many great aspects for which women like me often preach. We quietly manage our crushes while listening every day, unable to voice our affections because our ages have gotten in the way. Kimmer is not lacking women. He simply can't see what has sprung. We're not in the right generation. It's just that we're simply too young. So keep your head up, Mr. Kimmer. Your time will assuredly come. You'll find magic and romance and love with such beauty to strike you quite dumb. With the numbers of us that are out here, your chances are really quite great to find one that's of the right age you would choose to have for your mate. Your time in the sun isn't over. There are many great women of gray. So sit back and live through the stories you collect on this Valentine's Day. <laughs> so sweet. Anyway, uh, so that's a ball game. And again, she, would, she, said, I, she said, I hope this brings a smile to your face. And, th and then I said, oh, boy, it's going to do that. And she said, well, no, that's all I wanted. I wasn't asking for anything. I wasn't trying. You know, and poor girl got, <laughs> was afraid that the job was up. Couldn't think she was Flounder. sitting <laughs> poor Flounder, baby. do you have the trombone sound handy? Uh... <laughs> oh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> no, I'm not wah, wah, wah anymore. You know, it's a ball game. It's the ball, it's, it's the ball game. You know, I mean, I, 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 and obviously, I mean, by the way, who, oh, in fact, there's a, I didn't even well, do it after sports in the next half hour. I could talk about that. They're, they're, they're having a golden bachelorette show now. ABC did the golden bachelor and it was such a big hit. I swear to God, now they're doing the golden bachelorette. And by the way, the last two nights on ABC has had the bachelor and I watched I, as much as I could, which is like four minutes in a row and I couldn't stand it. I've got an update on the two shows. Holy cow. Wait, if you didn't see it. Wait till I describe the contest that The Bachelor had the girls do to see who would be the winner of they have contests and little skits where they have to see who's, you know, stands out. So it's just a performance to see, you know, see him behave in a weird situation. And wait till I tell you after Holy Crap at Sports about the skit they did Monday night that the girls had to do. I can't believe they put it on television. And it made me all tingly. So that's a fairly good sign. Um, also, we'll, we'll talk about that. Also, remember Rachel Dolezal. Holy crap. This girl was the white woman whose parents are both white who pretended she was black. 
And she not only pretended she was black, she became uh, the uh, the president of the local chapter of the Nationalists of the NAACP. She was their head black person, and she was white. And somebody finally outed her, <laughs> showed pictures of her in high school and stuff. You know, she got she she changed her hair. And stuff, and yet she pretended she was black. She married a black guy. Well, now it turns out that she, of course she got fired from everything she was doing. Although she is now uh, teaching uh, some kind of a class at an elementary school on, uh, let's see, it says here somewhere, doing a, a payroll. Arizona. She's, uh, Arizona. And she uh, she's making $19 an hour while she's selling content on the, the explicit adult site for 10 bucks a month. Rachel Dolezal is making 1000 bucks or more uh, every month as, a, uh, as an OnlyFans model while she's teaching an elementary school. Uh, she got fired from her job at, at East Washington University. Uh, anyway, so she's now an OnlyFans uh, you know, private uh, model chick. Rachel Dahl. And by the way, she was previously married to a black guy named Kevin Moore. She divorced him in 2005. The mother of three, son, three sons uh, claims that she was too black for her black husband. Rachel Dolezal, now an OnlyFans model. <laughs> While wow, she's doing something in an elementary school in, uh, in, in Arizona. Holy Should smoke. you fire her? No. Should well, she be fired? Uh, if some parent complains, they have to. If yeah. if somebody complains, they have to. How how could you not in elementary school? If it was college, you know, elementary school, you yeah. can't have a girl whose you know whose parents could watch her dance around naked for twenty dollars or so. You know what I mean? So anyway, all right, five thirteen. Sorry, five fourteen. Got him late. I'm sorry. Uh, holy crap! It's sports. You got a bunch of sports trivia and, and birthdays and history stuff coming up with Pete and uh, Kimmer and Flounder also, and more of Valentine's Day with you on one zero six three right here. I think this guy got it wrong. He suggested a happy Valentine's Day poem. Happy Valentine's Day to the person I've slept the most with lately. No, I don't. So that's not really going to. Uh, 520. Oh, my God. We got all kinds of sports action coming up here with Holy Crap and Sports and Pete Davis. It's here. Can you smell it? Uh, Can you smell it? I out smell there? it. Green grass soaking up a warm sun. Just imagine how it would smell if you were down in Northport, Florida. Braves pitchers and catchers reported today for spring training. Why aren't we it's there? here. We should be there. It's a great sign. It's a great sign that right. new left fielder Jared Kelnick is already there ahead of time. Well. So is Austin Riley, Michael Harris II, and Matt Olson. So the boys are getting together down there. It's almost here. Outstanding. Outstanding. On this date in 1976, Valentine's Day, the Braves uh, sent cards to their season ticket holders and the media. The card read, Roses are red, Morgan's won two. They finished first like we wanted to. But last year's behind us, we're happy to say, now we're tied for first. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> it was 1976, is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't turn out to be a great year, No, if I remember correctly. In fact, I would say between 19... 
69 <laughs> and 81. There weren't a lot of good years in between. Uh, well, they had, we had the home run. We had the Hank Aaron. I was there and saw it in that, that rainy April night. Yeah, that was it. But yeah. those were the Braves I fell yeah. in love with and yeah. I grew up with. So yeah. they're my Braves, baby. Yeah, there you go. Uh, sad news here that just came down. And Johnny Bench had posted something about an, another teammate of his has passed away from the big red machine. Don Gullett, a right-hander. Oh, I remember big Don Gullett, tough guy, big stocky guy. S- 73 years old. He pitched for four straight World Series winners, two with the Reds and two with the Yankees from 75 to 78. 13 seasons as the Reds pitching coach, and he was a damn good pitcher. Yeah. So it, uh, unfortunately, we lost bad. Don Gullett. It was, it, say what age he was? I, sorry, I missed it. Did it say 73. What? 73. I think he, he just said somewhere in the 70s, yeah. Mm-hmm. Major League Baseball intends to strictly enforce the obstruction rule around second base this season. The umpires are going to be very diligent. It's defined as the act of a fielder who, while not in possession of the ball, and not in the act of fielding a ball impedes the progress of a runner mm-hmm. uh, basically block, uh, blocking the runner's pass yeah. under the guise of fielding a ball from another teammate well in the past the uh, players handled this they policed yeah. it themselves yeah. they go into the bag spikes high they would blow up the infielder who was blocking the path uh, and of course you yeah. can't do that today no. because there's too much money involved in something like that so it's okay to straddle the bag or stand in front or behind it but you can't go down on your knee or block the path of the runner unless you're receiving the ball right then and teams would often warn their base runners of notorious blocking culprits and guess who made the list according to ESPN the blocking culprits made the list uh, yeah. uh, some yeah. obviously <laughs> uh, I, I don't know who <laughs> Ozzy Elvis. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I shouldn't say anything. Good, it. Good for funny. him. <laughs> That's funny. Hard-nosed player. They keep doing it, Ozzy, yeah, until they catch you. Go. <laughs> ESPN NFL draft analyst Field Yates predicts the Falcons will choose an edge rusher named Dallas Turner out of Alabama with their number eight pick. So there hmm. you go. Uh, meanwhile, this came down an hour or so ago. Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan has finally found his scapegoat for blowing in Super Bowl oh, he did. <laughs> he has fired first-year defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. Oh, boy. And uh, Steve, I think, interviewed for the Falcons job not too long ago, by the way. Really? So he's now looking for a real job. Uh, I guess I guess Steve Wilkes was a guy who uh, was on that analytics group that yeah. told Kyle Shanahan yeah. that you should take the ball first in overtime. Yeah, and don't put your tight end in there. Make sure you you know do stuff like that. Yeah. And by the way, there's a yeah. lot of discussion about that whole thing with overtime. One, the, most of the teammates didn't even know the rules for overtime at, 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 you know, at this stage of the game for the Super yeah. Bowl. But the other thing was, uh, it used to be that you know that's why it makes a difference whether if you score first if you if you want to get the ball and score first with a touchdown it makes them do a make a, a whole different set right, of circumstances yeah, yeah. instead of and waiting for fumble, get your chance yeah. yeah right and if you fumble screw up you still got a chance to stop them and you know yeah. there's most of people would have chosen to kick off yeah or give the ball you know to the chiefs uh, to uh, you do not here's the thing you don't give Joe Montana yeah. or Otto Graham or Bart Starr or Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes yeah. the last chance with yeah. the ball. Now, ever. at the beginning of the game, it makes sense to say we'll take the ball in the second half. We'll, we'll, we'll kick right. off because you got the whole game to worry about. So you got whatever happens if they score early. Well, then you still got the game. But you you would not do it for the, for the in case you can score a touchdown when your first possession, and then you'll have to do a stop them from get 
within field goal range, and you're, you know, anyway, that made that was a bad call. Bad call. It was a stupid call. Now he's filed and found a scapegoat. It's going to blame yeah. the def- defense. So, the Travis Kelsey apology tour is up and running as he tries to crawl out of the mess he made by verbally and physically attacking his head coach during <laughs> yeah. the Super Bowl. It was more of a jostle, but the screaming face that everyone has seen, including the Swifties, has given him some bad press, so he's making amends. Travis was called out by his own brother Jason on their podcast. Uh, said uh, your actions were unacceptable. You crossed the line. I think we can both agree on it. Travis says, I did. I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. But that's how much I love that dude, man. So, Big Red, sorry if I caught you with that cheap shot, baby. Jason then told his brother he needs to have his head on a swivel because Andy Reid will be coming hot after him next time. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Is he kind of a clown around guy? It doesn't seem like it to me. I wonder if he'll Andy? You know, put a snake in his, in his locker or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's great on those state farm ads. He does yeah. a really good. I'm going to start locking well, this maybe, place up. You know, he, <laughs> maybe so. Then. That'll be funny. <laughs> put a snake in his locker. <laughs> Uh, the Chiefs, like the job D.C. Steve Spagnolo has been doing, they signed him to an extension. So you got the yin and the yang there. One guy wow. gets fired, and the other guy gets yeah. an extension on that. Uh, meanwhile, former college and pro coach Charlie Wise says, I would rather throw up than listen to Tony Romo call another game. Oh, boy. It's going to be a lot of that going around now that it's over. I'm telling you, I doubt Romo does another Super Bowl. Yeah. Because Sean McManus was his big backer, and McManus is gone now at CBS. So yeah. who's going to be backing him now? Because yeah. everybody's on his butt. Yeah. So we'll see. You're ripping it. Uh, the Hawks visit Charlotte tonight. For dinner, may I suggest yeah. Supperland at the Plaza. Oh. The self-proclaimed Southern Steakhouse meets church potluck. So actually, it sounds very tasty. They do a Wagyu steak pork, uh, pot roast. Oh. That sounds delicious, oh by goodness. the way, up there. Uh, and by the way, they had some a shooting, which I'm not talking about during sports because we talked about it during the news. And the shooting at the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City, one dead so far, about 14 injured, probably by gunshot. Supposedly two people under arrest. It looks like maybe an argument got out of hand or something. But once again, you have an American city that's unsafe when yeah. people get together. Yeah. It's the way it's gone, you know. I don't know who runs Kansas City, but uh, it's another situation with that. And let me close you with a Valentine's Day point. Uh, uh, please do. Roses are red. Yes. For you, I have such a yearning. Mm. It almost makes up for all of the burning. <laughs> well, speaking of that, roses are red, violets are blue. I have an STD, and now so do you. <laughs> Along the same line. Or, yeah. or, I love you more than bacon. Let's have hot sex tonight. And then bacon. <laughs> uh, we, it's 528. We have some sports uh, birthdays and uh, sports things here, Pete, if you don't mind. Uh, birthday and list includes Drew Bledsoe, 52 years old, former New England Patriots quarterback who got hurt and was replaced by Tom Brady. The young backup. Almost died. Yeah. He almost died from that hit. That's right. Uh, Drew Bledsoe, 52. And on this day, birthday, Jim Kelly, former quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, led his team to four consecutive Super Bowls and lost every one of them. Jim Kelly recently had cancer and MRSA and beat them both. Which is uh, God, good for him. And let's see, I got a couple more quick things historically, just kind of weird stuff. 1948, well, because of this weekend, NASCAR holds its first race for modified stock cars on a 3.2 mile course at 
Daytona, Daytona Beach. Beach, and it's this weekend, Daytona. That was 1948. Yeah. 19, uh, uh, Pete, you'll like this, 1932, Lake Placid, New York. The bobsled race is held for the first time, <laughs> and the winner, the American team. And you've done, yes. the, you've done that. You've been there. I- all that on that course, because it's a different track, but it's the same course. And you know what they don't tell you? What's that? When you get to the bottom, and you're having your hot chocolate there at the bottom there in the clubhouse after yeah. you've done the bobsled run, yeah. you look on the wall, and there are photos on the wall of the bobsleds that left the track and wrapped themselves around trees. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet they went over the course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, uh, was that part of the Olympic coverage? Were you, I forgot why you were there. Was it the Olympic? You, no. Were you just on vacation? Was, or. I, I was t- turning 40, and my girlfriend said, what do you want to do for your 40? I said, I want to do something that I might not make it to 40, and that was it, the bobsled. Ah, standing. That sounds like a great girlfriend. Oh, sorry well, to bring up the memories. <laughs> anyway. Well, Valentine's Day, too. Thanks for yeah. bringing Well, wait, you hear what the guy pulled on me? I had to block him. Coming up, 530, give her Excuse Pete me? and Flounder. <laughs> Are there pictures? Yeah, I'll block him. <laughs> It's only the camera house will go at 534 with Pete Davidson flounder in the who. 1970, the who was it? Yeah, there we go, raising a party. All right, the who at the uh, Leeds University in England, 1970 this day, uh, recorded the band's forthcoming Live at Leeds album. Since its initial reception, Live at Leeds has been cited by several music critics as the best live rock recording of all time. The University of Leeds uh, uh, Reflectory has now been named a national landmark in Britain, commemorated with a blue plaque. The greatest, it's up there. The greatest uh, live rock recording of all time. Well, let's play some of this, Flounder. I have no idea. Let's play some more. Ooh. Five thirty-five. Kira Pete and Flounder. Our birthday list in Kaluha. <laughs> Meg Tilly. Yeah. If you haven't seen Meg Tilly stretching and exercising in the movie The Big Chill, you have missed something spectacular. <laughs> Meg Tilly is sixty-four years old today. <laughs> Man, she was so hot. Tell me, there's a chance. Oh my God, <laughs> she was, and he was all over. The big tall guy played the fly, married the little girl from the bartender on Cheers or something. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, and he. <laughs> Uh, let's see. A couple other sports things here, Pete, that we didn't get to before. 19... Oh, i got to get my things here for the thing. Uh, 1966, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain in 1966 sets an NBA record with the 76ers when he reaches a career-high 20,884 points after seven seasons. Also 1966, same day, the first high school male athlete to appear on the cover of Sports Illustrated is Rick Mount... From Lebanon, Indiana. I remember the Rick Mount. ABA. That's right. 
Holy cow! I remember. I think I remember in like a, a dark red uh, uniform and with the short he, shorts back then. That it was either okay. I'm thinking Virginia Squires, Carolina Panthers, or the uh, con, what was it? The Kentucky Colonels, maybe. I don't remember. Anyway, high school idea. athlete at the time, Rick Mound in 1966, living in, in Lebanon, Indiana. In 1979, a 20-year-old rookie, Don Maloney of the New York Rangers, 20-year-old rookie, gets his first action as an NHL hockey player, takes one shot and scores a goal. <laughs> first shot he plays. I wonder if that's more rare than the, uh, hitting a home run in your first at bat in the majors. Probably. I'll bet it Probably. is. You know, Indiana Pacers come to mind, too, because they were ABA. And so I, were think Spurs, it was, so. I think it was because he's from Indiana, and I th- I, I'll, I th- yeah. I'll bet that's what happened on that. Uh, anyway, uh, 537, it is uh, Valentine's Day, and in case you're thinking of something, it's that special lady at the cash register at Publix or something, just what, pay your Chicken bill and bow, walk up and say, bow, uh, bow. Uh, say uh, do you believe in, in love at first sight, or should I pass by again? Oh, sorry. One of my favorites. <laughs> One of my favorites. And, and by the way, you can tell if a girl has a great personality and a good sense of humor, if you do something like this, if you get a chuckle out of her, if she just turns her nose up and, you know, but that's funny. But if she kind of, little, here, for example, you say this, uh, kiss me if I'm wrong, but dinosaurs still exist, right? Kiss me if I'm wrong, but aren't there still dinosaurs? Yeah, I so, got that. You've really got that one a lot. Uh, and one more. How about this? They say Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Well, apparently no one has been ever standing next to you. There you go. All right. I've got a poem from Chuck, and I have a poem. You ready? I'm ready for your poem, yes, sir. Here's Chuck's. Chuck. Roses are red, violets are blue. How'd you like to take a ride in my canoe? (laughs) I know it would be a joy. You sure got a pretty mouth, boy. Okay, that's Chuck's. That's right. He was this a big is... fan of Deliverance the movie, was he? <laughs> yeah, I think so. And here's mine. Roses are red, violets abound. Go out with me if you want to stay above ground. <laughs> uh, 539 with a giver Pete and a flounder. By the way, um, I mentioned The Bachelor. I, I can't believe Now, again, I can't watch those shows. I watched The Golden Bachelor, The Older Bachelor, because I'm, you know, there, and I, I, the whole thing made me sick, and I know it's all a crock and everything else. I mean, who the hell would, you know, uh, anyway. Uh, but The Bachelor, I, I, I tried to watch it. It was on, I think it's back-to-back, Monday and Tuesday nights, this being Wednesday. And on the Monday night, they had The Bachelor. The deal is it's a good-looking guy, and they're out, the women are beautiful. He's got, uh, he's got probably eight or eight, six or eight black girls in there and, and you know, Caribbean and white, all kinds, all styles. And, but they're all beautiful girls, and they're all, you know, talented and have something going for them, basically. But so, and then they have little skits where they, they do sword fights to see who's a good sword fighter or, or they have a dancing sword thing or whatever. Fight. And one of the skits they did on Monday night, I'm not making this up. They had the, they had a maypole. They had a pole in the ground, and then and then like these swinging like like swings at a, at a carnival Phallic. thing. Uh, it was like the, uh, on a string. And they had I'm, I'm not making this up. They had sausages on a string, and then they twirled around the maypole. So these are these 20 giant sausages being dangled on a string, whipping around in a circle on the maypole, and the girls had to catch the sausage using only their mouth. That's not phallic at all. Well, uh, the phallic part of it was when all the sausages are slapping them in the face uh, time after time. (laughs) Oh, Holy God, crap! I'm, I swear to I'm God, I, 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 oh my God! Here, here, are these gorgeous women, you know, vying for the attention of the bachelor, and these sausages, and they're trying to catch them in their mouth, and they're getting slapped in the face with it. Oh my God! 
I, I, I'm not making this up. I, I watched that for like three minutes, and I said, I can't take this anymore. And I, went, I switched over to the History Channel doing a special on where's the Garden of Eden. I think it's in Turkey. And they could have been in Missouri. There were two different sources. I, I, st- I had to stop watching. And, that, and then, late, by the way, later on, I went back. I, I had to say, well, I wonder what the hell ever happened. I went back for another two minutes. They already have a bad girl. There's already they always, there's every single one of these shows, there's someone who's a troublemaker. Well, they've already got her. Her name is Maria. Uh, they, I switched back to watch a couple minutes, and they're already doing a cat fight. The girls are screaming, well, you're the detective. You know, you're the one. And so they've already got a bad girl. And then the second show, last night it was on, I watched just three or four minutes, and sure enough, this bad girl Maria's got a sob story. And she, I think she was like a car thief, and she didn't have a father, or she had no she had no mother and had, like, all boys raising her, so she was a car thief. And uh, I don't know. And somehow he gave her a rose. It's like the Golden Bachelor gave the, gave the rose and mar- actually married the worst of those contestants on the Golden Bachelor. It was actually horrible. She was horrible. And this Maria's d- trouble. She's the same thing. And, and in fact, uh, Maria made a girl named Jess cry. And Jess is a sweet little blonde and made Jess cry saying, I, I don't know what he sees on her. He, and she goes, Maria had a special date. They have a special one-time date, stuff like this. So now the girls are all catfighting. Well, she's just saying this about you and that to that. So we now know the bad girl's Maria. And, he, and she made Jess cry. And last night he gave out all the roses to keep the girls he was going to keep. And the last rose he gave was to Jess who was made to cry by Maria the Troublemaker, who already got her. Anyway, and then I love the part where they they have the shots of the girls in the dark walking toward the limo, you know, and say, well, I was hoping to find my true love, but I, you know, and Simon and say, oh, God, it's just ah, it's so smarmy. <laughs> but they did the dangling sausages, slapping them in the face. Jeez. I mean, honest to God, I can't believe it made it on television. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I, I mean, my God. I, I, I would usually pay to watch something like that. I, I, mean, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a genre for that. Flying sausages <laughs> slapping him in the... <laughs> On a side note, guess what Netflix added last night? Well, what now? The first two seasons of uh, Resident Alien. Oh, in fact, it's back. I saw it. There was a listing for it on Sci-Fi Channel, but I could But I, but I, it, was in, it was it was in the paper. Resident Alien is on the Sci-Fi Channel, but when I looked when I go, when I uh, put my guide on my TV set and looked at the Sci-Fi Channel, it's not on there. So I don't know if it's on uh, the uh, cable on my Comcast cable or not. But apparently, it's back. Uh, where, where yeah, it's, uh, maybe only Netflix, but it said Sci-Fi, but then it didn't show up on my no. table, so I don't know. Well, the the uh, Netflix is the repeats, and the new ones will be on Sci-Fi and Peacock. Oh. I think there's going to be a third season. It's not as many shows as the other two because yeah. they're probably going to wrap it up this year. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a fun show. It's a different show. It's it a is fun a show. Great it, show. It's a very entertaining. It's a really fun show to watch. A total. It's one of the fantastic. few shows that I laugh. I literally laugh out loud while I'm sitting there watching. Yeah, it's fun characters. They they're all they're all just right, and uh, it's kind of cool. Real quick, we have Greg on the line, and he works at the Publix you go to, and he knows the girl. Oh my god. Talking about. Oh, here's. <laughs> hey, Greg, you're on the radio, man. How's it going? Welcome aboard. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, you, you, you've met me before over there. I'm the ball-headed old guy in the department. I know you. Oh, I know you, Greg. I put you on Facebook, I think, with me one time, yes, didn't I? Did. Yes, I yes, did. Yeah, did. a couple you years did. ago and or I've something. Never, yeah. I've never seen it because I don't do Facebook, so I'm going to have to find somebody. <laughs> anyway. I know her, and I won't give out her name, but she, she is, like you say, she's gorgeous. She's tiny. She's got olive, beautiful skin, dark hair, and just absolutely, but she's just beautiful. Well, and, th- but she's 
really shy. She's, she's really shy. She is so and you, shy. You made the right decision of not going back in there and yeah. giving her flowers. I know. Well, again, <laughs> I, we, we, been, I'm sorry. You would have been the guy like me because I'm not far behind you, and I would have – I would have felt like a jerk when I walked back out after doing it. Well, I was just afraid of the reaction she'd get from guys like you and the rest of them making fun of her hey, for me. <laughs> you know? You're right. You're right. I wouldn't say anything, but yeah. I, I feel what you're talking about. Yeah, and so, again, this is very uh, silly. This is a young girl. I don't. She's probably maybe 20. I mean, she she looks like a teenager, but she can't, she's older than that. They've told me she's older than that, but she looks like she's 20 years old. She's petite and teeny, black eyes, black hair, kind of Mediterranean look. She's just gorgeous, and she's so sweet and so shy and one day at the register i came up to the register and there was an older woman there so i felt safe doing it and i said to the older woman i looked at this young i don't even know her name i looked at this young girl and i said i said i said why are you even still why are you working in public why hasn't some you know knight in shining armor come up on a white steed and taking you away i said you are you're the one of the most beautiful girls i've ever seen and she starts you know giggling and she's so shy and the cash register old lady said i know is that incredible she's gorgeous and she's still working i mean so we're both agreeing about how beautiful she was and how sweet and charming she was and ever since then i just i call her princess and ever since then i just go up and tip my cap to her hope she's having a happy day and say something sweet and make her laugh and then i go about my business and she's just so charming and so sweet i just love her and i don't know why and i asked her about valentine's day today she says oh no i'm you know there's not i mean my god i i, I can't believe it i mean you'd think i should be all over her She's, you'd think that you'd think that she would have a line of them coming oh, uh, coming just yeah. to her her place where they check out. Yep. So I, no, I, I don't get it. I, I would, you know, but I work there, <laughs> oh, and she is a sweet, petite she's girl. So and she's so sweet. Quiet. Just uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad you mentioned it. And when I see her next, I'm just gonna just kind of look at her because she'll know. <laughs> when I told her about a year ago that you mentioned her on the radio, she got kind of blush in the face. Oh, but she's very she is, sweet, very uh, shy, very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, great, great to talk to you, man. I'll see you. I'll be there in a couple. I get there in like three, four days a week. I'll be talking to you. Thanks, man. 547, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Flounder's Funny's coming up and uh, the stuff, Valentine's Day stuff, that's for sure. This is Bob Dylan. And who was that? Manfred Mann. No, no this is Manfred. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Manfred, I was going to say Manfred Mann sang this song. I would say, boy, Bob Dylan did a remarkable. Uh, <laughs> I have Dylan's here, too. Impression. Well, here's the reason. Again, Flounder's our musical director, and he has a thing here, and it says this. 1968, Manfred Mann was at number one in the British singles chart with their version of the Bob Dylan song. The Mighty Quinn, which was also a number 10 hit in America. Dylan recorded the song in 1967 during the Basement Tapes sessions, but did not release a version for another three years. So this is a famous song. It was Manfred Mann, Mighty Quinn, meant to number one in Britain. And if we have the Bob Dylan, you want to try to play Bob Dylan for a few seconds, or does it take you a while to get to it? There we go. Is that different? Now I like the dude just like the rest. I like my 
sugar sweet <laughs> darting fumes and making haste in my cup of meat. That's Bob Dylan's mighty quit. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, on this day in history, uh, some weird and sad news. 1988, U.S. Olympic speed skater Dan Jensen had the worst day of his life on the day of the race in the Olympics. Famous speed skater known for just winning everything. On the day of the race, his sister died of leukemia. It rattled him enough that he tripped on the first turn, spilled across the ice. He fell in his next race, too. This was 1988, and Dan Jansen, the Olympic speed skater, finally, uh, he did not medal at the 92 Olympics, but he did win gold in 1994. And I remember, I remember watching, and I remember the story about his sister had just died, and he tripped, flipped, mm-hmm. and spelled and spelled in the ice. Man, it was, everybody was just bawling like crazy. Uh, this day in history, uh, in 2006, YouTube was, I'm sorry, 2005, YouTube was launched from San Bruno, California, created by three former PayPal employees, Chad Hurley, Steve Chen, and Jawed Karin. Google bought YouTube in November 2006 for $1.6 billion. By the way, this Jawed Karim guy uploaded the first YouTube video, Me at the Zoo. After viewing the first YouTube video, it's hard to believe that Jawed Karim is a YouTube genius, but he did pocket say, uh, $66 million from the sale to Google. <laughs> Not too shabby. Anyway. Uh, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder, how's it going? 553. Do I have a Flounder's funny back there anywhere? We'll save one for the end of the show in uh, the last couple of minutes. In case you missed it, I mentioned I'd be passing along notes. If you wrote one a sweet thing to your sweet person, I'll pass it along. And from Kelsey earlier today, I mentioned that she's wishing a happy Valentine's Day to her, her man, Greg. And she they met down in Chile on a whitewater kayaking trip. Through a mutual friend, they met. Rest is history. She's a, a, a southern gal. I mean, she's a northern gal. He's a southern guy from Cleveland, Georgia, originally from Cumming, longtime listener. And she's from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Never thought she'd be with a southern boy, but he has my heart. Happy Valentine's Day, Greg. I know you're listening. And she said to Kimmer and the crew, you guys are wicked awesome. Uh, that's much love from Kelsey. So, Greg, there you go. You got a, you got a lucky girl there. I have a poem for you. Another poem from we- Pete Davis, ladies and gentlemen, right here. I saved the best for last. Oh, outstanding. All right, here we go. I'm ready. Roses are red. Violets make you ill. Mm. Please take a cold bath and lie very still. (laughs) Cold bath. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, lay down in the freezer for an hour or two. Just, you know. (laughs) Real quick, we got uh, Ghost Hunter Joel on. He wanted a Valentine's Day. uh... Ghost Hunter Joel, welcome aboard. Nice to talk to you again, my friend. How's it going? What's up? It's going well. Uh, this is not really a Valentine's story, but it uh, is an unlucky in love story. Back in uh, the, the mid to late 90s, I was a graphic design student, and this girl I was seeing uh, took uh, several days trying to uh, – I, I wrote a poem for her, and I wrote it out uh, with pen and ink on uh, vellum uh, for her, and I mounted it and framed it, and I gave it to her, yeah. and she said – well, this is a bit much, isn't it? And laughed at it. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Talk about a knife in the heart. Oh, now, did, did so obviously you thought that you were a lot farther along in your relationship than she did, or is she just that kind of snotty personality, or what's the deal? Well, it, it, it turned out that uh, I found out that she was dating a couple other guys behind my back. Oh, <laughs> been there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's Oh, that's just horrible. 
<laughs> anyway, all right, man. Have a good one. It's here to talk to you. Keep all the ghost hunting going, and we'll get you in here another one of these days and have a little fun here in the studio, too. That was a fun time, my buddy, my buddy there. Uh, 5.55. And a flounder, we have a little flounder. funny coming up in a minute here. I'll, I'll do one, one little story about kind of a love story. Speaking of uh, an elderly couple having dinner one night when the husband reaches across the table and takes his wife's hand and says, uh, we'll be married 50 years now on Valentine's Day. There's something I have to know of all these years, 50 years together. Have you ever been unfaithful? She says, well, honey, I have to be honest with you. Three occasions during these 50 years, but for a good reason. Please don't be upset. Hurt by his wife's confession, he said, well, whatever happened? She says, well, the first time was shortly after we were married. We were about to lose our house. We couldn't pay the mortgage. That evening, I went to see the banker. The next day, he notified you we got the loan. Says, well, I can forgive you for that. You saved our house. You remember when you were so sick, we didn't have money to pay for the heart surgery you needed. Went to see your doctor one night, and if you recall, he did the surgery at no charge. Oh, I recall that, honey. You saved my life, and I can forgive you for that. But what about the third time? She says, well, you remember when you ran for president of the golf club and you needed 53 more votes? See, 53 more votes is what he needed. <laughs> hey, ho! But he's a four handicap. Hey, ho! I'll turn down. Oh, God! Now he flounder right here with a flounder. I took her bungee jumping last year. That's what she really wanted to do. Anybody done it? Anybody done bungee jumping? Any, have you done it really? Good for you. Good for you. You're brave. Good for you. How far did you bunge? <laughs> you, you, you don't even know? I think that'd be the first thing I'd find out. <laughs> How far to the ground? <laughs> and how far is the rope? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'd have just checked into it a little bit more, I think. But well, good for you. What did you jump off of? What was it? OT Tower. Yeah, that sounds like they've got all their insurance paperwork up to date. I don't space. Were you afraid when you did it? Yeah, good for you. That's brains. That's what that's we went, uh, we went from a hot air balloon. You ever hear of anything like that? Yeah, well, here's what's going to happen. We're going to go up in the mountains. Great day. We're going to go up in the mountains, up in the air in a hot air balloon, 250 feet. She's going to bungee from the balloon 220 feet. We get in the basket. On the way up, this guy leans over me and said, listen, sometimes people are afraid to go. She don't go on a count of three. You think you can push her? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my wife and everything, but there isn't a married guy in this room that wouldn't just like to one time. <laughs> oh, it is therapeutic, everything comes up. I pushed it too, I couldn't help it. I was, go have a good time. <laughs> I love you! <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, 558, uh, it reminds me about a beautiful ex-girlfriend this one time, and, uh, you know, I've been alone for 21 years now or something. We got lost in a conversation reminiscing over all those romantic nights together. She uh, shyly said, you know, maybe we should meet and rekindle some of the old magic. And I said, well, I don't know if you keep pace with me now because I'm older and a lot balder than the last time you saw me. I told her and admitted that. She said, well, I, I, I'm sure I'd love to meet the challenge, but as long as you don't mind a man with a waistband, I'll be fine. Then she says, well, don't be silly. She teased me saying she thought the chubby bald men were cute and besides she said i've put on a few pounds myself so i hung up and told her to take off i had no interest in getting together with her oh. anymore uh, hey ho 559 sad new bill post is dead bill post is 96 years old the inventor who created 
Pop-Tarts. The Pop-Tarts. Started as a, a part-timer at the company and took over for the Kellogg's people and made Pop-Tarts. They're making a movie yeah. with Melissa McCarthy about it. Yep, and it's, uh, and it's done by Jerry Seinfeld as the director of the Pop-Tart <laughs> movie. I'm not making that up. Hey, God bless America. It's only the Kipper. Gotta go. You're killing me. Boys, see you tomorrow. And we'll talk to Neil Borch, too. <laughs> Look out. This is an Extra 106.3 podcast. To hear more live and local content like this, tune into 106.3 FM or download the Extra 106.3 app. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team, build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.